Hey everyone, this is Dan with the Spiritual Underground Podcast coming to you from the woodshop at DTM Enterprises. Uh, DTMWW.net is my little uh, handyman woodworking business. Uh, you got any handyman work or woodwork you need done in the Louisville metro area, uh, get a hold of me there. Uh, my number is 502-292-7444. You can call me there too or text. Uh, 12-Step Spiritual Recovery is a book by James Christopher Cohn. It is the great compendium, the uh, magnum opus of the 12 steps. It is uh, 12 steps geared towards anyone. You don't have to have an alcohol or addiction-related issue. Uh, 12 steps can improve the quality of your life no matter where you're at today. And uh, this book can guide you to do that. We have meetings on uh, men's or co-ed meetings on Thursday nights and uh, women's meetings on Co-ed meetings on Thursday and Sunday, and uh, there's a women's meeting on Tuesday nights. You want any of that information, get a hold of me. Uh, thank you, Darren Frank, for your music that uh, you allow me to use around this podcast. And if, by chance, you are first uh, bumping into the Spiritual Underground podcast, I'll let you know that this is uh, primarily a 12-step-based recovery podcast. Uh, most of my guests are uh, have have recovered through the twelve steps, and we talk about that and and share their stories. Um, there's a there's a little thing about coming to speaker meetings and waiting until you somebody will tell your story, you know. And and that's uh, my 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 hope is here that if you're struggling, that one of these people on this podcast will uh, uh, you can relate to them, and and they have recovered, and uh, you can too. And, and that's my one and only goal for this podcast is to uh, hopefully help people uh, improve the quality of their lives in recovery and maybe get to recovery in the first place if that's what they need to do. So um, back in January, I had a guest in here, uh, uh, Stephen T. And um, we had a good time that night. I met Stephen back in a meditation meeting uh, back in late 2014, 2015. You all have heard that story about me uh, not being able to come back to AA and went and hit a meditation meeting that was full of people in recovery. And um, Stephen's a big hulking dude, man. Uh, I'm pretty tall. I'm, I'm skinny, but I'm tall. And it ain't too often that I bump into people that tower over me. Uh, instantly, uh, I met, and I feel I'm a, bit, I'm, I'm a bit intimidated by guys that are bigger than me like that. Uh, especially, you know, give you a hug. Uh, they wrap their arms all the way around you and all that muscle. It's like, whoa, man, this dude would squeeze me to death if I wasn't careful. Uh and that was that was Stephen, and he he back in January he was here and he'd celebrated four years in recovery and uh, and he, he he and I started up our own businesses about the same time, and uh, we would talk to each other and he'd do jobs that were a little bigger than I would do, and uh, when I'd run into a job that was uh, bigger than I could do, I would always give Stephen you know I contacted him asking me if it was cool would he be open to me you know sharing his name and number and everything uh, to jobs that were bigger and I than I could handle. And so I did that a bit, and uh, and he he kicked some of uh, the smaller things he didn't want to mess with my direction, and and we leaned on each other a little bit on uh, doing this working for yourself thing, and um, and we began, you know we just kindled that friendship. I honestly didn't know him all that well, besides being in recovery, we kind of hung out in different circles, and uh, well, uh, a week ago Tuesday, uh, Stephen passed as a result of this disease and uh i made a facebook post and uh and my point was to honor stephen's life not necessarily to promote myself here uh i don't make any money doing this podcast i don't uh, i do it for fun and for free as a matter of fact it probably costs me money to do this 
and um, I guess you know I'll just say that it was it was too close to the time, and um, and family asked me to take the podcast down of which I did and the Facebook post. Uh, but what resulted out of that was uh, Steve's brother Tommy contacted me, and uh, and I was down at the cabin all weekend, and I don't have any service down there, so I kept on kind of uh, kicking that can down the down the path a little bit. One thing was is I didn't really want, uh, I still don't like conflict, and uh, so part of it was avoiding the conflict, and part of it was honestly I had guests down at cabin, you know, that I'm taking care of. Well, Tom, when I finally did get a chance to, and we contact each other, he asked if he could be on the podcast, and. Uh, that wasn't what I was really expecting to hear, but I was really happy that that's the way it went. And I, I kind of smile upwardly when things happen like that. I mean, I smile up and like ask, you know, God, what you up to there? Uh, cool. That's uh, so, I, you know, and I really didn't know. I said, you know, gave him my schedule and said, uh, you know, here's when I record, pick a day and we'll make it happen. And he said, how about this Wednesday night? So here we are sitting here on this Wednesday night and Tommy's here and, uh, I know there's still uh, I got a little pep in my voice because of the uh, that's just who I am. But uh, there's some heaviness in the air after losing somebody, and I can't even begin to imagine. I wouldn't even I, I would never utter the phrase I, "I know how you feel" or anything like that because I don't know that uh, what it's like to lose a brother, and uh, specifically lose a brother in this in this to this disease especially when by all appearances things were going so well and that is really the scary thing about this disease is that uh like we would say you know we drink or use on a happy day on a sad day uh any day that ended in why uh we this thing has got no bounds it doesn't matter what economic background you come from doesn't matter what social status you have uh it doesn't matter how good your life is going or how bad your life is going uh, once it's got its hooks in you, man, I, th- I believe personally that it's a daily battle to uh, keep it away. And 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 stories as such as Stevens, uh, frankly, scare me. Uh, it scares me, and at the same time, causes me to feel that I should double up on whatever recovery actions I am doing now, uh, so that that I don't end up uh, a victim of this disease. So anyway, that's how I met my guest tonight, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that some. And uh, so, Tommy, how you doing tonight? I'm great. Thank you for having me, Dan. Cool, cool. What is your sobriety date? My sobriety date is 7-11-2010. For that date, I'm grateful. I know a lot of people in AA say that, and I used to laugh at them, but I get that meaning now. I'm truly grateful for that date. Yeah, man, seven eleven. I have a friend who's uh, kind of into the numbers thing, and his numbers are seven eleven. And he listens to this podcast. I know as soon as you said seven eleven, uh, uh, I don't know. I just thought of thought of Marshall. Um, Two thousand eleven. Is that what you said? Yes, sir. Well, that's been a little while now. How'd you, uh, you know, we heard a little about, uh, it's kind of funny, I kind of giggle now, but I usually start with how people's childhood was. What was your perception of how you grew up? Did you grow up around here? Did you? Uh, yeah, man, uh, let's, let's cut to the stage. Uh, I'm the youngest of three. I got a, uh, a older sister. <clears throat> she's, uh, I, I believe she's 45 and uh I had a brother, Stephen, that's uh, 
just recently passed away. As you said, that was 41. I'm the youngest. I'm 38 years old, and uh, we grew up. In southern Indiana, our whole lives. Yeah, so around three years difference between the three yeah, of you and three, you know, give take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's start. So there's a little. That's about a borderline where you know, if you're too much more than that sibling wise, you're so far apart that you really don't almost. Uh, it, you grow up differently. My brother was two and a half years younger than me, and uh, you know, when you're in that two to three year window, uh, it seems that people grow up really close and tight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like my brother, my dad has a brother who is ten years older than him, and he hardly knows him. Yeah. You know, I mean, no, he knows yeah. him now, but like childhood, there wasn't any like real memories yeah. of childhood. I, I know, I, One I know was, a lot of people like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so growing up was good, man, medium, uh, I, okay. Man, like life was life, like. I, I'm gonna say exactly what my brother said on this podcast. Like, my mom and my dad done the best that they could. They worked to provide, to feed the family. You know, they did work a lot, as I, I do to this day. And I just noticed that. Like, I, I up until last week, I was working 120 hours a week Woo. every day for lot. probably four, four years. Wow. Uh, and that's due to, I mean, it sound bad to most people, but to me, it's me, you know, getting my feet wet and living my, my dream I want to live, you know. Cause you run your own business too? I, 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 I do. I, I have a Tomco Press Watson and a Top Flight Society Plus. I, I'm a rental cop. Uh, Tom, Tomco, uh, Tomco Power Washing. Okay. I power wash buildings, mm -hmm. you know, clean them up, make yep. them look nice. Well, no, I get a lot of uh, asks for power washing. Oh, now hey, I got a contact. Now you got a contact. I don't do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, well, yeah, working, having two businesses of your own, uh, you know, that's the, to keep them going, you just have to, it's basically just a full time when you're awake, you're working. Yeah. Uh, uh, when I'm uh, I'm awake, I'm walking. I mean, there's been days where I would walk little when you throw the six hours in a row without no sleep, without leaving the job post because, like, I'm, I'm a small company. I'm growing now, finally. But, I mean, in the beginning, I'm, I was a one-man one army and I had to get the job done. Yeah. But, I mean, that's how I do towards Alcoholics Anonymous and the 12 steps of AA. Yeah. I mean, if I didn't work that, I wouldn't have nothing. Right, yeah. Everything I have in my life is hinged on that. Somebody, yeah. It doesn't make any difference if somebody asks me, how did I do? How'd I get into that or how did you how'd you get this or how did you start doing that? Almost uh, recovery is usually the base of everything that's happening good in my life anyway. It's that, at the top of mind. Sometimes I, I, I don't think that. I mean, you... I'll direct away and think yeah. that I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And deep down, I, I know where I got it from. And yeah. now more than most, I, I really know where I got it from now. Yeah, yeah. once in a while, I do tend to slip up and think I'm running the show. Exactly. That's uh, yeah. uh, just part of what we do. Did you go to high school in Clarksville? Or I did, I did. I, I, I'm... Uh, I'm the one out of three that ended up graduating. 
uh, I graduated in 2003, and uh, the only reason I did that because I had cool teachers and uh, knew how to manipulate people. Like, mm. I've literally never done homework a day in my life. Mm. I had a backpack that never had a book in it. I had a pillow in my backpack, and uh, I, I would sleep every day. I mean, one day I even slept until 8.30 at night, and I got woke up to Mr. Andrew cleaning the rooms <laughs> with the vacuum cleaner. And, uh, Hawksville Generals, that's uh, something I always bring up, too. You know, I was able to scoot, scoot through high school giving half measures. You know, I was been used to be able to give about half effort or so yeah. and get really good results out of that. Yeah. Uh, recovery uh, was not that for me. I wasn't yeah. able to do this thing halfway and, uh, yeah. and get full benefit. Yeah. I, I had to push all my chips to the middle of the table. Yeah. You remember when you first started using? Uh, I was thinking... Uh, my 12-year-old, she was my stepdaughter, but when her dad ain't around, I call her my daughter. Mm -hmm. I mean, because I, I, I love her that much. Like, up until last month, I always told her since, i known her since she was uh, gone in five, and I would always tell her I love oatmeal. And that was me telling her that I love you, but I didn't want to say that because I didn't want to step on who dad Chris's toes. Yeah. Like I, I taught her how to do a lot of things and at the same time I always like talk to my wife Tiffany, like, is he's gonna be okay with that? I wanna make sure I, I don't wanna take that away from him. You know, like I I was worried about him. That's yeah. why I was very careful of how I was with the I love you because I don't know if I would be comfortable if somebody called my daughter and like, Hey I love you but granted I am married to her mother, yeah, you know, yeah, and uh, you know, really, if you boil that down, you know, who would say that this little girl can't be loved by enough people, right? No, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he said that in the beginning. We, we got a great relationship, good, good. He says that one the time, it should be. Uh, I like, I'm, I got a lot of health issues going on right now, and uh, one of the Tonys around here is really getting on me because I've been putting that on the backbone because mm -hmm. I walk so much, yeah. But, they found a couple of places in my lungs and in my kidneys I need to oh, wow. do some work on. And mm -hmm. uh, I lost a whole lot of weight. And I, I've been letting the money get in the way, you know. I mean, like I say, that 12-year-old kid watched YouTube videos of people grabbing Lamborghinis and Ferraris, and here I am with the Kia. You know, I want to keep up with the Kardashians, too, but, I mean, I... I mean, this week kind of changed my whole outlook in life. Material things, you can't take them with you when you die. Yep. You just can't. But, yeah, I mean, the first time I, I, I started drinking, I was 11 years old, I believe. It's spooky and, stuff when you got kids that are that age, isn't it? Yeah, yeah mine, are, mine are 15 or 16 and will be 18 next week. And, uh... Man, it's it's a jungle. Oh yeah, I, 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 she's, uh, was it with friends? I so suppose school friends probably. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was with my best friend Nick. Uh, matter of fact, uh, my older sister got it for me. Oh yeah. Uh, maybe that time, or if not another time, when my brother got it one time. But, but 
it, it was one of the two. It was Mad Dog 2020. I don't know if Good you know what that is. Good stuff there. That banana yeah, everybody, red. I think everybody knows what Yeah, that well, I myself uh, drunk two things of it at one time and got blacked out drunk, and I fell down a flight of steps. And, wow. Did uh, it right the first time. Yeah, I've done it right the full time. Yeah, and I had a good time. It was fun. I immediately blacked out, and the next morning, I'm like, can't wait until we do it again. You know, it it was an everyday thing in the beginning. Granted, like I said, I was 11. It was kind of hard to get get to, even though I had an older brother and sister. But you got to think that was if I was 11, that was you know. 15, 18, you know. Yeah, that's what, you know, I mean, the typical pattern is is we start drinking like that, you know, and it's probably on a weekend, more likely, or we get do it on the weekends. That was my pattern is that, you know, it was the weekends. I couldn't Mm, wait for the weekend because then we could drink and we could do Mm. stuff. And, you know, couldn't really do that on a school night, personally. I just, you know, and the other thing was is it was – it, it wasn't that easy to get. I mean, I, you could get it, but it wasn't like going to the liquor store and buying it like it is yeah. now. Yeah. But then it starts collapsing, you know. And, and before long, there weren't any days I wasn't drinking. Yeah, you know? exactly. It, exactly. It became very easy to get. By like 14, 15, like very easy to get. I was a bag boy at a uh, grocery store called Greyhound. Uh-huh. Are you familiar yeah. with yeah, Greyhound? Yeah, I've, I've grown up here. And I've, matter of fact, I've lived in this house since I was three years old, essentially. Oh, so, so I've yeah. lived here. I'm going to do Albany, born and bred. And yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was a bag boy there, and my brother taught me something. We would go get a 24 uh, case of Coke and take all the coats out. Oh, and yeah. fill it up with Bud Light uh, and put Coke on the top load. That, um, it's not, I'm not, you know, promoting it or nothing, <laughs> yeah. but that's the way it works. Well, uh, that's what we do, man. We are sly. We are slick. We you are very sly. about that con man kind of thing. Well, you know, and, no, uh, and that, that's what we was. I'm going to say we because we, me and my brother was the same person. Yeah. Granted, he was a whole lot louder than me and needed a lot more attention than me, but in reality, we both had the same heart. I mean, we was... The dy- dynamic duo, like we would go out to clubs once we got older and we would play a game called Point Them Out and we would literally point out whoever in the room and one of us would go knock out the other ones. <laughs> like we would get drunk and just randomly fight people for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like it was cool or something. It's not that. But that's why I'm... Again, I'll probably bring this kid up over and over again because AA saved my life, but I wouldn't be the the co-parent I am today without this program. Because, yeah. I mean, in reality, I, I, I wasn't nothing without this. I mean, I, I, I was living at my, my mom's house with no vehicle, no job, no license, not even an ID card, not even a Kroger Plus card. I'm talking about I had nothing. You know, it, I, mean, I didn't apply myself. I didn't, you know, maybe I didn't feel worldly. I didn't do, I, I don't know what it was. It's no fault for my mom's or my dad's because they, they instilled morals and principles in me as they did with my other two siblings. We just, I'm going to say me and my brother because my sister's not alcoholic. Hmm. It's just kind of weird. I mean, she can have one, two, three, and be yeah. be okay. But yeah. me and my brother is all or nothing, yeah. and 
we was really all enough. Yep. Yeah, and I'm in the same boat, man. There's no reason. I cannot lay my alcoholism at the feet of my parents. Mm-hmm. It wasn't their fault. No, you know? not, not uh, at all. And yeah. I, I hate that they even take the blame. Yeah, like, they do. They're that, that powerful. Yep. Uh, I mean, I, I get why they would think that because if my stepdaughter ended up becoming an alcoholic, mm. I, 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 yep. I would feel these songs yep. like, what did I do wrong? But in reality, I, yep. I know... I'm still trying to take my dad off. You met him a minute ago. I'm still trying to take him off the hook, you know, because he still takes some blame because yeah. he drank with us, you know. And before yeah. we were drinking age, he'd buy beer for us when we were 19, 20 years yeah. old and stuff, you know. And uh, and, yeah. and he thinks, you know, he's got it in his head that his him drinking is why I drank. Yeah. Like, no. like uh, us growing up, like, we, we, we wasn't that family, you know what I'm saying? Like, we knew people, the parents, they would battle them alcohol and battle mm-hmm. alcohol, but my parents was not like that. Right. My dad was in the military, my mom was the nose, but we was going to find a, a way regardless, yep. you know? Yep. Do you know if it's in your family? Do you have any, do you know it being upstream in your family? Anybody? Uh, I believe my great-grandpa was an alcoholic. From from what I was told, yeah, maybe even both of my great grand grandparents was alcoholics. Yeah. I I could be wrong, but I, I if I recall correctly, they both were. Yeah, yeah, and my, you know, and it can be, you know, as you well know, you know that because I believe it's a genetic thing. I do believe it. You know, it, it, there's yeah. a there's a nature nurture. It's also usually uh, something has to trigger it. You know, not always, but. Uh, I know a lot of pit times for people it's trauma mm-hmm. that triggers it, you mm-hmm. know, and so if you got the bug already, if you got the genetic component and then you end up with some trauma in your life and then, you know, you find out that this stuff yeah. makes me feel better, yeah. uh, there you go. And you and you really don't have a choice in the matter. But uh you uh usually can look upstream and find something like that and, and it sends a it almost seems almost like it skips generations too. Like oh, it's that, every other one that, or something. That, that, yeah. That, Sometimes I, I believe that, yeah. Yeah. I I really do. I mean, I, I I take full responsibility for my actions, you know. I, I, I wish I had somebody to blame, but it, it wouldn't be my parents, you know. I mean, I, I'm the guy that watched the gangster movie and wanted to be the gangster. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I only had gold teeth when I was in the house, so I really thought I was a thug. <laughs> but in, in reality, I'm a teddy bear. Unless you play with my family, I, I can be a bit aggressive. And, you know, and my nose and was... I don't know. I'm just Did you get much a, legal trouble? Huh? Did you get too much legal trouble? I, 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 I've been logged a couple times or two. Because yeah. usually that's a typical path, too. You know, well, yeah. uh, like I got DUI when I was 16 years old, but then they sent me to AA. And, uh, you know, you couldn't have told me I had a problem. Yeah. You know, I, I, and I, subsequent times of getting in trouble with the law and things that would usually show that, you know, this dude might have a problem. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. Then, uh, but but I always would shake it off. You know, I was like, you know, I don't, I don't have a problem. Yeah. You see, me in, in, in my case, I I would brag about that I'm good with crime. I ain't got no felonies. You know, but I, I have a handful of misdemeanors. You know, and I'm the guy that ain't ain't going to court. You know, they oh. Oh, he released me. Oh, odd me. I'm gone. You know, you ain't gonna see me again. So that one one stars become eight, because you know I'll, I'll go in and uh, get bonded out. Then I won't go back. You know, you got to come find me. I'm not about to tell myself in. Yeah, and that's how it was. And there's a lot of that is off my record. Uh, 
there's a couple of things I'm, i got to get completely off, but it's time to get taken off. I mean, I haven't been in any legal trouble. And, uh, I, I, I got off probation a year and a half in recovery, and that's the first time I ever completed it in my life. Yeah. And I, I believe, if I, if I recall correctly, I got on probation when I was uh, 13 for selling bubble gum. Uh, this not a pack of bubble gum, a piece of bubble gum out of a gum bottle. It was uh, the gum bomber machine pack that had like a hundred bars in. I took one ball out, and they caught me shoplifting. Wow. That's what they caught me. Yeah. yeah, and they caught my mom. And you know, you don't you don't realize the damage you do to your family, even when it's a piece of bubble gum. Yeah. you know, embarrassment. Yeah, very. You know, I mean, granted, I wasn't with my mom at the time. The, the funny thing is, I got caught taking a piece of bubble gum, but the people I was with had backpacks filled up with the uh, Tommy Hilfiger stuff. I think my brother mentioned Tommy Hilfiger when he was on the tour, and that was the big thing. Like, I had females that would sell me clothes. And I would lie to my mom and tell her that these girls was buying it for me, but they was literally selling it for me. You know, so I had a new outfit on every day. <laughs> and, you know, uh, Tommy Hilfiger's a sensitive. I mean, having a kid now uh, is, I, I can understand why you can't have a new outfit every day. You know, it, it's different. Yeah. I mean, you can't get a two, pair of 250 years old ones every, every month when they come out. You just yeah. can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, even if you half halfway wealthy, and it's impossible. You um, know, I noticed my kids are not, neither one of my kids are too hung up on that stuff. I remember having a whole lot of my own self-worth built up around what I wore and what kind of tennis shoes I had and what kind of blue jeans I had. You know, that was important when I was a kid or you got picked on if you didn't have yeah. it. You know, but I don't, I, I talk to my kids about that and I, they say there's, you know, not, that ain't really a thing anymore. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just not a thing for them. Yeah. And they don't have designer stuff either, you know, yeah. so they're not riding on the end that they wouldn't get picked on. Yeah. My yeah. daughter go get stuff out of yard sales and stuff. And I, 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 my, my stepdaughter does that too, but at the same time, she wants them $200 yeah. years old. Yeah. And she, and knows, she, but she loved going to the Goodwill. I, I, purse and I, stuff like yeah, this. Yeah, once I, in a while. Like me personally, I, I hate the Goodwill. I, I just hate the smell of it. But <laughs> my, my my wife and my stepdaughter, they love to go step stop. Yeah. They love to do all that. And I'm like, well, make sure y'all watch that. And the minute y'all get it, you know, because I don't want no bed bugs or cockroaches or none of that, you know. But my wife is, you know, that's what it is. Yeah, my dad likes to shop flea markets in the Peddler's Mall, and he just likes, I think it just gives him something to do. He just goes out and, yeah. and looks for deals, you know, brings stuff home. Heck, some of the stuff that's in this wood shop come out of those yeah. kind of deals, you yeah. know. He's like, hey, I found this here, and uh, yeah. got a good deal I'm, on it. I'm, I'm all about a bargain, yeah, yeah. What ended up hitting you? Where you ended up coming down to where you needed just you knew you need to take some action. I man, I still took action a long time ago. Um, uh, well, usually I, people have something hit breaking point, something yeah, that pushed well, them because I, 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 drag had long. I had many breaking points. You know, I I, I wasn't listening to the signs, you right. know. Like I said, I I, I have been arrested. The phone was days. ringing, but I ain't answering it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've i been locked up before on a, on a $100 bond and couldn't get out. But and I, I was mad about that, but I wasn't 
mad when my mom bonded me out for that five thousand with that hundred dollar bond, you know, tough love is the real thing. Yeah. You know, you bond so many blessings, that's what do you get? I, I mean well Yeah, we get chances to do to take this path before it gets hard. Yeah. We get opportunities to do that. You know, that 16-year-old DUI for me, you know, I could have, I had the option. I stood at the turning point at that moment and had a chance to go yeah. left or right. And, you know, and I kept on doing what I used to do. And then I did another thing, you know, and I kept on hitting these walls. Yeah. And my wife would tell me, you know, if you don't quit drinking, I'm going to divorce you. And I didn't think she would. And then she did. And, you know, and I had these opportunities. But finally, one of them hit me that made me uh, take note, you know. And then for me, it was going to prison. It was a... Uh, I thought, you know, they had me convinced I was going to prison. And, yeah, uh, and I didn't know if getting sober would not do that, but yeah. that was the only thing, that, you know, that was the only thing around left to do. Yeah. Uh, so was, did you end up not going to prison? I didn't, I didn't spend a day in it. See, the, the feds have a way of making you think you're going to go to yeah, prison. I know. They did. They had me. They, I, I, I talk about that. And, like, in hindsight, looking back, I know that they weren't going yeah. to do what they said. Yeah. But for whatever reason, it scared you know, me. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, they actually did the right thing because of it. You know, yeah. I guess yeah. that's part of their plan. Yeah. You know, they're hoping that you will take the right path. And, and uh, I had a good probation officer one time, too. And uh, I, maybe we should sit back a tad bit, maybe. I don't know. You gather, gather so. Uh, I, like I said, I started drinking at 11. That Mad Dog 2020 was the weekend thing. Uh, from the alcohol, it went to smoking pot. You know, everybody loved to smoke pot. And uh, like I said, I had an older brother, and he had a lot of fans, and I happened to be around him all the time. You know, for a while, I, we would play hide and go seek, but there was only, I was the only one playing. You know, like, <laughs> that, they would act like we was playing to have me go half for them to do what they do. Then eventually, you know, I got in the game with them, and I started smoking, and I, I remember the smoke time. First time I smoked pot, it was a, they used to call it a rockin' bowl at the bowling alley on a Friday night or Saturday night. It would be from like. Eastern Boulevard? Yeah, on Eastern Boulevard. Uh, no, uh, it was a blasting, Blackson, blasting Blackson, bowl. Yeah. It was from like midnight to 3 a.m., I believe. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, a, a bunch of us was, well, a bunch of them was smoking pot and somebody passed my way and. One of my family members visited over, passed my way, and I was, why not? You know, I I want to fit in too. Yeah. I want to be a part of. Yeah. You know, pill press was a real thing, and I I, I started to sell that into my my stepdaughter to this day because I, I I know how easy it was for me. You know. Yeah, looking back, that's really all I was after. I was after fitting in and being a part of you guys, whatever that took. But it's tough. Like, you you want to fit in. You want people to like you. But what people would, like I tell my kid, I'm going to bounce back and forth all over the place. I'm sorry. I'm like a ping pong ball. It's the way I am. It's like I was telling telling my I'm gonna keep saying that I apologize, but I, I was telling my daughter, my stepdaughter, whenever call sorry Chris if you listen, I'm gonna call my daughter and just make it easy. I was telling her that uh, at my brother's funeral, uh, it was filled with nothing but people from AA, but I believe uh, three people that 
he hung out with like before A. Mm. And, and all three of them are doing great now. But besides that, like everybody else, all the people that he used to run with on a daily basis, besides the one that's uh, dead and locked up like most of my fans, uh, none of them came because I was looking for them. Like I wanted to see who, who, who was coming, you know, and AA, they, they came. They show up. And they show up like no other. Like I told you before, I believe you you turned the mic on. Like there was probably eight eight fifty to a thousand people minimum in and out throughout the day, and I, I've been to uh, at least forty fifty AA funerals, and I ain't never saw nothing like that. Wow! So, I mean, and I'm talking about old times. Like my grandsons wasn't like that. Yeah, a guy named Mickey and. Uh, he was well known over the globe, you know, and it, it, it was different. It, it, it was a good feeling, but I mean, I mean, my phone literally haven't quit ringing this whole week. I bet. I mean, I had a good amount of like real fans call me too, but ninety nine percent of them was people in AA. Yeah, you know, people I I personally didn't know, but they knew my brother, right? You know, and they knew that. We had this bond with some of them, you know. I, I like that. Yep, yep. That's definitely something, man. I ended up with uh, friends like I've never had before. It's actually what I ended up with. This is the kind of friends I've always wanted. No, yeah, yeah <laughs> the ones yeah. that I actually always was looking for. That's what I was looking for when I smoked pot with you, and that's what I was looking for yeah. when I was drinking with you. And I thought I had that at periods in my life, but but it was false. Yeah, because yeah. when you weren't when you weren't doping and drinking, they weren't friends anymore 1000 percent like that's the way we, we would operate we would start to buy the bar out or you know pull out the biggest knot or yeah. whoever had the cocaine or the the pot or who get the alcohol <clears throat> i mean it, my mom would go to the daytona 500 every year when we was younger when i was in high school and uh, me and my, my brother would have a keg party <laughs> every year and uh Good times, and like people remember that. Like somebody yeah. told me about it two days ago. Yeah, I'm like yeah, I remember that. Yeah, there was, was a lot of fun back in, man. There was, yeah. there really was. It was yeah. a lot of fun. It'd be a lie to say otherwise. But uh, I mean, after a while, it it, it ain't fun no. Nope. The fun runs out. Yeah, and, and it's the fight or flight. Like if you don't get well. I mean, me, I I ended up having a really bad habit, a, a really bad habit. Like, I, I, there was somebody in my family that was really bad off on crack cocaine, and I hated it, you know? Like, I hated it, and I was like, I would never in my lifetime do it. Never in my lifetime do it. I, I I would sell it to you, but I ain't go, I would never do it. Hmm. And uh, I ended up smoking with him, you know. And I, I hated it. I, even when I done it, I hated it. It's yeah. the devil. I mean, granted, I was way way younger, completely different person. But I I mean, before I smoked it, I'm one time I even crushed it up and snorted crack because I didn't want to smoke it. Because hmm. this in my mind, like. I wanted to be this gangster, you know. I wanted to put on this facade, like, so I, I, I'm a tough guy, but I wanted, I, 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 
that wasn't me. I, I did that to keep y'all at, 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 at bay. Like, leave me alone. Just let me do my thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that pot, cocaine, and crack, then I ended up uh, becoming an IV user, and I never thought in my life I would do that. Heroin. Heroin. Big time. Big time. Big time heroin. And my main guy I was getting high with, uh, he he was one of my brother's best fans growing up. He lived right down the road. Mm-hmm. And uh, he died from it, too. Yeah. I mean, mo- most of the people me and him grew up with, they died. Yeah. Or they locked up. And it's the reality of it. Yep. The reality, that is the reality of it. Is that, uh, it's going to kill you. It's just a yeah. matter of when. I mean, my crazy ass in the beginning, when I would talk, I would be like, yeah, I'm a product of my uh, environment. I lived in the suburbs. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm the one that took myself to the projects. You know, I, 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 me and my brother went to Oz Manor all the time. That's where we used to hang out at. And uh, they have little boss TVs of cameras where you can see who's down downstairs. And I'm like, I, I'm, I want to live here one day. In the the heart of the projects. Yeah. It's like some new Zack Steady stuff. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Yeah. Well, it's the, a gangster movie. I was big into gangster movies. But I'd never, you know, finish them because at, at gangster movies, usually at the end of it, the bad guy end up dying, you know? That's the reality of it. Yeah. But I, I'm, I always wanted to be something I wasn't. I knew it was okay. And that's one thing, probably the biggest the biggest miracle I have in recovery is now I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm real happy being me today. You know, I'm perfectly okay with who I am today, and that's something you know. I wanted all the masks we wear, and all trying to be something I'm not. Uh, you know, it's a it's exhausting. First off, yeah, and and then the other thing is, man, it just feels like a. You said hide and go seek earlier. You know, it felt like hide and go seek by myself. Yeah, you know, yeah. where I'm not. Big I don't build. even know who I am. Yeah, don't even know who you are. Can I can I look yourself in the mirror? Nope. Well, that was me anyway. Can't look anybody else in yeah. the eye at all. None of that. Just, I, I I couldn't. I, I mean, in reality, like even before I got real bad, like something inside of me, I I, I already had that. Like I, I was self medicating. Mm-hmm. You know, not saying I needed to see a doctor, I needed help. I, I just didn't know how to cope. Yeah. I, I just didn't know how to cope. Like last night, randomly, I pulled some Dr. Phil stuff and I brought my, my daughter and my wife into a room. I said, this right here is not how we're going to operate because, I mean, things have been real tense around my house. You know, I, I, I just lost my brother. And there's something I never thought, I'm lying, man. I buried him in my mind probably a hundred times before he actually died. You know, I, I, I mean, I saw him, me and him both battled back and forth, back and forth. Like, me and him went to go get hair one day. We didn't have a penny to a name, no vehicle. We ended up walking from, uh, the hill by the golf course, uh, yeah, whatever. By the country club here? By the country club, yeah. right up the road, yeah. We would walk there, we walked from there all the way to Kroger on Eastern Boulevard, and we were signed to sell Grey, uh, Grey Goose uh, Vodka, and that was honest. 
and we we couldn't do it. And we just looked at it, and he said, I'm like, well, what are we going to do? And he said, I think we need to go to rehab. I said, well, rehab. At that time, like, I never thought about it, nothing. I knew he, he'd done it before. He went to rehab when I was, uh, I, I done, I think, uh, like a six-month uh, six or a nine-month stand of uh, bulk release. Really? He, Go in and you leave and come back. Oh, okay. You know, like yeah. night times so there, you just yeah. had to clock in and all that. I mean, even in there, I would walk in with uh, fentanyl passes in my stomach. Mm. You know, like, y'all ain't paying me down good enough, so I'm going to go ahead and put two or three of them on, you know. But, yeah, uh, so we didn't have no money and we just was beat up, so we... We were like, let's go to the Helen place, and I had no clue what it was. And I went there, and it was a homeless shelter, and uh, Slash Rehab is in downtown Louisville. It helped a lot of people. Have you heard of the yeah, Helen yeah, place? Yeah, 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 yeah sure. Yeah. But uh, we went through that detox, and uh, he told me he was going to go ahead and do the program. I said, well, good, man, congratulations. I'm proud of you, but I, I feel like I got to go. I left, hmm. you know. And uh, I took my big bag, uh, literally walked across the second street bridge, and uh, then I sat down at the bus stop at the Walgreens, and some creepy-ass guy walked up to me saying, uh, you need a van, plus I'll give you $40 if you let me uh, rub you fair. <laughs> I'm, I, I literally laughed at him. I'm like, dude, I'll slap the crap out of you. But... Whatever, I'm just, I'm just talking. Yeah. That's the reality. I mean, I, it's well, that's, where... You know, those places where we end up at, you yeah. know, and like the yeah. healing place is one of the last places on the block, you know. I mean, when you, most of the time when people are going to the healing place, they're down a ways. No, you know, yeah. But, you don't but, have to have any insurance. You don't have to, you know, nothing. swear. Down uh, bad. Down bad. But no, that that guy. I, I just remember him saying, uh, "I'll give you forty dollars." It, it was my calf. He wanted to rub my calf for forty dollars. <laughs> I bet he. And I was like, man, I've been sober for five days. Do I want this guy to rub my calf? I mean, I literally thought about it. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. So I, I ended up staying clean. It is forty dollars. Yeah, but it, it is forty dollars. Well, I ended up uh, managing. I, I locked myself in my mom mom's house because, again, at that time, I didn't have nothing. And uh, I managed to, uh, I, I think it was 29 days I made it by locking myself in the house. Mm -hmm. I, I may have left two times and went to meetings. And uh, I, I think I told my mom I was going to the token club, but... I walked in, I left. I, I'm like, man, I had I had enough. So I went to a good friend's house, and I ended up getting high again. Yeah. And uh, I ended up smoking that synthetic marijuana, the science, spice. Yeah, first time ever. And it wasn't like they're doing now, you know, where they do the zombie crawl. To me, it felt like marijuana. Yeah. But it made me laugh more, and, like, I, I really wasn't smoking pot anyway, and this so happened at the time uh, me and my brother, I also knew the guy that was making it, he had a venomous thing, because that was before it got, like, 
Yeah. Well, I remember not too long. I mean, it wasn't that awful long ago I could buy it down at that gas station. Yeah, exactly. Like, he had a venomous thing and a couple of stops. He was making big money. Well, whatever. I ended up doing that. And, you know, it was snowing. I ended up leaving his house because, in my mind, people don't want to get down and have fun like I do. And, like, I, I want to go bars to the wall. Well, I have a, a dollar, a couple of thousand in my pocket. So I went to the car again, same place when my brother went to that one day. Same scenario, though, I didn't have no money. So, oh, I ended up uh, going in. I took two fifths of Grey Goose vodka, and I ate a whole bunch of benzos, Zanaces, Clodobins, a whole bunch of them. That that was my thing back in the day. And, uh, uh, broken couple vehicles as I had two fifths in my pocket. So I, I, it was either two or three CD players I had because in, uh, you know, 2010 CD players was so kind of a thing. Yeah. So I grabbed them and uh, I'm like, damn, I have to walk all the way back to my fans' house and there's snow on the ground. So I ended up hopping on a Hubble wheel, you know, the wheel cell. <laughs> yeah. And I rolled that down Eastern Boulevard with them radios and two fips, and I had a bag, a Kroger bag, with nickels, pennies, and dimes in it, and uh, I got pulled over by the cops <laughs> and that thing. And they told me I was panhandling. In my mind, I'm like, no, there's no way. I, I, I won't even ask you for a lighter. I, I, I don't do handouts. I, 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 I'm the type, I'll take it from you before I ask. Well, I, I, I was that type that I would take it before I ask for it. But they were like, no, that's why they called, blah, blah, blah. Well, they ended up locking me up. They decided to give me a DUI for... For driving that. Uh, uh, yeah. And it was embarrassing. There was a dude I went to have so well. The cop was? Yeah. And it was somebody I picked on. I, I, I was the bully that bullied the bullies. I, that's the way I see it. And a lot of teasers of mine were telling the same thing. Like, I defended a couple of teasers. And... Uh, didn't you know? Didn't get no repercussions from that. After putting my hands on people, and uh, I decided to always look out for the underdog. Cause like I said, my parents raised this fight. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm the one that chose the wrong path and done what I did. Like I accepted responsibility, as most people do. I mean, if, if they're really working the program. Yeah, once you work the steps, you yeah, can stop blaming everybody else yeah, and understand but, that I mean, I'm you still, the problem. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you, you know, 2, 3, 10, 15, 20 years old and you're blaming people, there's a problem. Yeah, there is. There's definitely. But that's the way we all walk in. No, we yeah. all walk in if it wasn't for the, for the wife or the mom or the job or the... You know, the world, the police, yeah, uh, uh, they're all picking on me. Yeah, 100%. And uh, I, I want to finish with that story, you know, man, uh, I ended up getting locked up, talking crazy to the cops. I'm in and out of a blackout. And uh, I, I remember uh, one of the cops telling me I ain't said and for some reason, cops always make fun of the way I talk every time they get me. I mean, they just, I felt like they was after me. A couple of them may have been, whatever. Well, I, I'm the type, you put me in that padded cell, like, I, I get naked. I take off one lay at a time, cover up the camera, you know. I'm, I'm going to make you walk today. 
You know, they they saw me. They were gonna make me walk. It, it, it was funny. It was entertaining to me until I end up with nothing, and then I gotta wrap myself up with toilet paper. Yeah, um, that happened on multiple occasions. Mm. I mean, this is a terrible, terrible feeling. Waking up in a drunk tank with blood all over you, not knowing what you done. Yeah, and that happened a couple of times. It's crazy, but. Again, I, I, I don't live like that today, and that's because of AA saved my life. I know people that got saved by family members being baptized. Like, I even got baptized before I went to AA, thinking that would help. I even mm-hmm. talk in, talked in tongue. Like, I, I, I think I was faking it, but at the same time, I'm like, was I faking it? Yeah. Was, was I not faking it? Because, I, I mean, I wanted it that bad. Like, I, I wanted something different. Like, I I know you heard the phrase, I got tired of being second tired. I was way tired of being second tired. I don't discount that uh, religious experience of that nature being something that would, you know, that would could, that could work. You know, like I, said, that, like I said earlier, that telephone rings, you know, and I just quit. I just wouldn't really answer it. You know, I had these opportunities. You yeah. know? And when I tried to get sober on church once, you know, mm-hmm. went and and poured myself into it. And I stayed sober for six months doing that, you know. Yeah. But I was so proud of myself, I decided to get 12 back on the way home one day. And uh, boom, there you was again, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I relapsed that in my soul, yeah, and I hope it, it never is. I, I, I really hope it never is. Yeah. I, I finally figured out that, I, you know, I surrendered to the fact that this is that living this way of life here is what's gonna keep me alive and keep me sober, and, and I'm gonna have to work at this. You know, yeah. this is not this is not a rest on your laurels type of thing. This and is something I, I'm gonna have to and I have been doing that whole life. Have you I, I, more, more than I, I, I ever have? Hmm. I mean, I was still listening to meetings on occasions on my phone. I was still do guided meditations, but I need that face to face contact. <laughs> You know, I, I I need to be around people. And yeah. I, hell, lately I really haven't been doing that. Yeah, if you've been working as much as you have, yeah, when you have I mean, time. it's hard. You know, I mean, I'll still call people, but it, it, it's different. I'll even FaceTime them, but it's different. Like me and my, my sponsor, I got a sponsor that walked the steps with me. And uh, we're about to go through the steps again because I, I know I need it. I mean, some people only walk them one and they're done. Yeah. My sponsor think we need to walk them. I think that's part of what Step 10 is telling me. Continue to take yeah, personal yeah, inventory. Yeah, continue to go back through that yeah, work. Exactly. That's it. That's it. we got to gotta continue because if not, I mean, some people take to the get depths of hell. And I don't want to go there. Like, it's different when you have something to lose. Like, every time I've ever been locked up, I didn't have stuff anyway. You know, I mean, I've, I've been locked up on my boat day and Christmas and things together one time my entire life, and those was really bad days at, at, at the time. But I mean, you would have thought they would have woke me up, but it, it didn't. You yeah. know, but I, I I was very lonely. You know, I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm turning 25, maybe not 25, 24, 23, 20 something. You know, by myself. I mean, yeah, a couple of people made me a little brownie cake for my birthday. I'm like, damn. I mean, if I was at home, my mom would have had me a seeds cake, yeah. you know. But I decided to go do dumpster. 
But I ended up getting a probation officer that kind of paid attention to me, mm. you know. And I started to grow in my brother's life, and that kind of made me look at things a little different. Like me and him was walking. If if you if you recall, we was walking. He didn't have nothing. He ended up getting a bike. It's a mongoose, and I remember <laughs> I was laughing at him, killing him. But in reality, I'm like, damn, at least he got a bike. You know, I I got on shoes that don't fit me. But uh, he got a bike. He turned that bike into a little white pickup suck, and that pickup suck into, like, a real nice Silverado. And I saw that progress. He ended up having a, a year and 13 months, and I, I ended up hopping in the wagon about maybe 90 days after he got got uh, sold with that full scent. And uh, I hated it, you know. I mean, uh, I, this lady Ashley, she's uh, around the program. I really don't know if she's in the program at the moment. You know, them that kind of, yep. you know. See, we might still, like, I remember the day that you got sober. I'm like, dude, because I kind of do, but I kind of don't. I remember being on the highway doing 10 miles an hour. Mm. And it, it, it took, it, it felt like it took forever to get from Blaston's Mill Road up to Surrey Hill Golf Course. And uh, she told me I literally pulled up and I just fell out and I just laid there. But uh, I don't remember that part, but I remember my brother telling me that I never had to feel that way again. Hmm. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I mean, what do I have to do? And like, you gotta go back to that, that place, and that place being the the hell place in downtown Louisville. I ended up uh, detoxing again. I, once again, I could not go through the program, but I done something different this time. I ended up going to meetings. I went to a meeting, and I hated it. I mean, I've been mandatory AA meetings, I think, since I was 17, and I wouldn't go. If I went, I was getting high in the bathroom. Yeah. Like, it, it wasn't my thing. I thought it was a cult. I mean, hell, I, it, it is kind of a cult, but it's, that cult saved my life, you know. And uh, One thing that I always thought, heard people say, my sponsor specifically, is one thing where it isn't like a cult you can leave anytime you want to. Yeah. <laughs> and you a lot about that. When... Uh, I ended up going to a meeting. Like I've been to a lot of meetings, but I was always so under the influence. I never really. Yeah, you can't hear it. Yeah, they say well, they may plant the seed. That seed was never planted in. Mm. You know, and I've I've been to plenty of meetings, and for some reason I went to that meeting. I was detoxing. Like I don't know if you ever saw it happen, but you go after about two days, the third days always been the toughest for me. That's when you get restless, lays, you start getting cold and hot and hot and cold, and you start kicking, and you feel so uncomfortable, you're sand-scrolling. And I went to a meeting, and I, I just, like, I can literally feel that right now in my legs. Yeah. It's, like, it's so tight, and it, the most uncomfortable feeling in the world. And it, uh, it was a, a Monday night meeting at the uh, lab. It's called the Library Group. It's at eight o'clock at the Norman Token Club. 
believe me, I did not know that at the time because I didn't <laughs> want nothing to do with none of them people. I just didn't want to feel the way I was feeling because I felt really bad. And uh, <clears throat> I, 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 like I said, I didn't know the full mass of the meeting or nothing. I walked in and I heard them say, does anybody have a burning desire or does anybody want to get fucked up? And most meetings ain't like that, but the talking club, uh, a real good fan of mine, Clay, was one of the guys down there. Do you know Clay? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love that dude. Uh, he's probably going to be listening to that thing too. And we'll have to uh, get him on here. No, uh, Clay, we're going to get you together for us, buddy. <laughs> oh man, I love that guy. He he uh, saved my life. Yeah. But uh, I ended up being at that meeting, and uh, they asked if anybody had a desire, and. Somebody talked, somebody else talked, and I got tired of hearing the same thing, and I raised my hand. And I'm usually in the corner, quiet, and I'm like, man, who in the fuck do y'all think y'all fooling? I mean, why is there a hundred people, there was literally a hundred people in that room, too. I'm like, who in the fuck do y'all think y'all fooling? There's no way. Y'all, I see y'all over there smiling. What, what's going on? I'm like, uh, who got the mollies? Uh, who, who got, y'all got to be had because those people in the, like, really happy, you know, really happy. And I'm like, what, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, how can he be happy, but I can't? Like, talking to people in that room. And yeah. I, I felt that. Like, I told you, I may end up getting loud because that's, that's how I felt at the time. Like, look, I was walking back and forth. And like, man, fuck it. I raised my hand and, and I, I just blossomed. Like, man, what the fuck? I, I need help. Magic words. Magic words. I, I'm like, I fucking need help. That was after I said, fuck all y'all. I literally said that. Give me, a, give him a like if you was at the talking club that day because they so tell stories. And, uh... I told him how I felt, and I meant that because I mean I was so cold and hot and uncomfortable, and this that feeling of being uncomfortable in your own sand is like I want to take this mask off, but you can't take it off. And that's how I felt, not knowing that the next fifty minutes of that meeting, that everybody in that room, the mother ninety nine people, was going to be talking to me, yep, directly to me, yeah. And it was so uncomfortable, so uncomfortable. I didn't pay attention to half of it. Well, they smiled and yeah, said stuff. Exactly. I, 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 I didn't even pay attention to 99% of it. I don't know But there was one guy there, and he know who he is, and he ended up raising his hand talking, and... He was talking to me like everybody else was. You know, you you got to do this and do that and do this and do that. But this guy came at me with a different approach. This guy was like, how many people in this room ever felt like this? And them 99 plus people, everybody in that room raised their hand. And at that moment, I'm like, fuck, I'm in the right place, man. These people may be different. They may look different. They may act different. They may whatever, you know. And then uh, my son, Tony, 
At the time, he wasn't nothing, but he came and talked to me after the meeting. He said, boy, you want to come to Applebee's? I'm like, well, how do I want to go to Applebee's? But, but I, I, I'm telling you, Applebee's and Denny's and my early recovery has saved my ass. Yeah. I'm so grateful I went that night because I, if I didn't go, it would have been like every other time I went to a meeting. You know, it would have been like it's another day. But I, I went to uh, Applebee's, and at, at that time, there was literally like 40, 50 people going, you know, and every one of them talked to me. Every one of them gave me a little bit of a little bit of hope, and just a little glimmer, a little, little something for me to hold on to. They finally planted the seed that everybody else was signed to, like the book talk about dipped and weight. Uh, and it got to it, it got to head home for it to work for you. Mm -hmm. And it, it head home. Uh, my son said, Tony literally have holes down the side of his neck. I mean, he even started doping his dick. I'm sorry, but I mean, he told me he said it in meetings. So I, I, you know, and he pulled me to the side and talked to me and bought me bought me dinner and uh, told me what it was about. And I'm like, he was like, why don't you just give it a start? I'm like, man, you're wasting your time with me, man. I, I know it was smoking mirrors. And I ended up, uh, he was like, well, if it's smoking mirrors, why don't you just come and give it a shot? And he was like, you won't? I'm like, no. He was like, you got a girlfriend? I'm like, no. Bunch all the questions. And it was no to everything. Like, I have nothing to do. Why not? You know what I'm saying? It was like, meet me here at 1030. I'm like, man, fuck. All right, whatever. I, so I literally walked down there. It's uh, 2.2 miles. I only know that because my brother used to walk it every day. Mm -hmm. He was that dedicated. And uh, I, I ended up walking there that day and uh, met him down there, and we talked. And uh, he, he asked me a couple questions, and I'm like, well, I guess I need a song. He, talking about a song, so I'm like, well, fuck, you gotta be my song, so, I mean, you know. And at the time, he had a lot of people, but he, he's the type that can, he's the only type that could have helped me. Yeah. I mean, because I, I, I can't relate to the people that drank one or two barrels or drank a pint. I mean, I, I you gotta be able to suit dope, too, and know about do hustle Home Depot and breaking houses and do criminal activities. I mean, I, I hate acting like that. I mean, that's not my mentality by any means today, but... It's that identification thing, man. It's why, I like, you know, the only person to help another alcoholic is another There's alcoholic. There's no way You end up with this... Uh, it's the product, I think, is why we say keep coming back because maybe the guy that's going to save your life ain't in tonight's meeting and maybe he ain't going to be in the meeting for the next week or maybe he ain't going to be in the meeting for the next month or maybe he ain't going to be in the meeting for the next year. Yeah, but if you keep on coming back, yeah. that guy's going to walk in your life. And I, I found him. I, I, I found him. And uh, 12 years later, I'm, I'm, I'm so here, you know, and it, it's because of the hand. It's because of my family, you know. It's because I, I have a purpose today, and like I, I, I haven't, I, I've been missing half the steps, man. I, I, I need to do twelve. That's what I've been lacking. 
I, I do it on the phone. You know, I, I help people. I work at. I, I do that. But I mean, I, I, I want to help the down and dirty, grimy, fake ass gangsters like I was. Right. You know, because maybe I'm. I mean, I, me, I'm selfish, man. I barely have enough time now. But I, I know I need to be out there more, you know, now more than ever, because my brother was a role model for a lot of people. Without him, man, it's, it's not the same. I went to a meeting yesterday, and I'm like, what the hell happened? And I went to a meeting the day before that, I'm like, what the fuck? It's, it, it's not the same. Hmm. I, I mean, there's not as many... Old timers as they used to be. I, I mean, maybe I've been going on bad days. Maybe I, I don't know, but this, I, I've been telling people, I'm like, yeah, you'll be seeing me a lot more. I'll be around a lot more. Like, I, I, I mean, people tell me I help them. I don't know how, but I give them hope. They, they remember that story of mm -hmm. me saying, fuck all y'all. Yep. Because about three months after that, uh, I ended up talking. I'm like, hey, I'm going to. I, I, I made it quick and see they made me talk you know and I said I only had half a yard now you know and people started clapping I'm like well damn I, I, I was saying that like I still hate half a yard but they saw the progress like I didn't you know I'm just like I still hate half a yard but at the time I hated myself yeah you know, and it's because I had a, I carried a bunch of guilt and shame and remorse with me. Yep, yep. That's the whole premise of that spiritual malady Bill talks about is that my my very spirit is sick and I hate that. You know, and but the only thing I can do is cover it back up with more substances. Yeah. That's the only thing that will work and make me feel better until I found this. And you know, it does suck for a while. Sucks real bad for a while, but I think that's the universe telling you, like your brother said, you don't have to feel like this ever again, you know, and that's saying don't do this again, you know. Uh, withdrawals and detox sucks. Badly. <clears throat> and it's supposed to. And that is yeah. the universe yeah. saying, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But this thing is a powerful deal, man. It'll drag you back in. Very easily. I, I mean, from the outside, you would think you see the fancy house and the fan the family and the nice cars and shit, but you don't know they're dying on the inside. Yep. Depression is a very serious thing. Yep, that was certainly me for a long time, man, because I had a you know good looking wife, two cars in the garage, a nice house, two beautiful kids, you know, and and on the outside everything looked polished up. I'd had a job I held for over twenty years, you know, and. But on the inside, I was dying. Yeah, exactly. I know that feeling very well, very, very well. And it'll come back, you know, and, and even in recovery, you know, it ain't all, uh, like I say, it ain't all uh, rainbows and unicorn parts, you know. Shit happens, you know. And, I, it, it and, you know but I can walk through it today with, 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 with friends and with support and with a higher power, and I can walk through some pretty tough shit today with, with, in, a, in a relatively healthy manner. You know, mm -hmm. I don't have to do what I used to do every time I stump my toe, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and stuff is going to happen, you know, and then thank God, you know, I've watched my support group carry me over things like what you're going through now, you mm -hmm. know, not exactly the same, but similar kind of mm -hmm. tragic mm -hmm. things in your life, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, 
and 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 I need that because I, I can't do it alone. No, yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't. either. I want it to. That's the thing. I I want it to do it alone. Yeah, I want to thump my chest and and, and say you, I'm the you man. You can't do that. You got to be vulnerable. You got to open up. Yeah, like me yelling for help. That's yep. me yelling like that. That was me like really crying on the answer. Yep. Like please help me. Yeah, that's when somebody I, I you know, like if you see way. somebody come into me and they get to that point, then you know they're ready. Yeah. You know, they're ready to receive some help. Yeah. The guys can come in and act like tough guy, you yeah. know, that they, you know, and you can see they got their shield up. And you ain't getting yeah. in, you know. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. They're just not ready yet. They might be thinking they are, you know, yeah. and, and they're in the right spot today. But there has to happen that where you get your egg cracked or whatever, that, that where you're actually inside screaming for help and in that way you can actually accept it. Yeah, that's they got ahead of bottom with those falling. I, I don't. I, I used to think that too. I mean, the bottom. I kept finding is, a trap door every time I hit a bottom. Every time, <laughs> it, it's keep going and just keep going. I mean, you can get off any time. That I don't know, because I, mean, I didn't think I would ever quit. You know, I mean, it's a good feeling. You know, but what's the better feeling is being a good husband, a good, a good, good son, a good. Uh, follow, step-follow, whatever. It's all the same. Yep. I, I, I hate the word step-follow because I'm, I'm more than that, you yeah. know. Yeah. But I, I'm not who, who follow neither, you know. Yep. I, but, I mean, me saying step-follow is not enough for me, you know, because I'm way more than that. I understand. And she know that, too. And she's literally my everything, her and my wife, like, Literally, both of them have carried me this week. I'll bet. I um, I, I couldn't make it. And it was tough. Where were you at when you want to take a time out? Can yeah, man. Real quick, if you don't mind. Open book. Cool, we're back from a little break. Uh, I was actually getting ready to ask you. I'm sure, like, you remember when, uh, like, old people remember when, where they were when Kennedy was shot and, Remember when the Challenger spaceship blew up? Remember when 9-11 hit? I'm sure uh, hearing the news about your brother is a thing that you will never, ever forget that moment. Uh, what was you doing when you got that news? Well, uh, I was lying with my wife. Uh, there's a show on Netflix called Wentworth. I don't know if you saw it, but if you haven't, you need to watch the man. Wentworth? Yeah. It's about a women's prison. It's oh. really good. Like, I'm late, been out for a long time, but I, I love it like that. So, me, Ben's wife, yeah, uh, was literally just laid in bed, and my mom called me. She said, Have you heard yet? I said, Hold what? And I, I, I already knew something was bad. I just didn't know what. She said, You probably was. Uh, is on the house uh, on the way to the hospital to get there now. And I looked over at my wife and I said, My brother's dead. Without even knowing. I knew it. Without even knowing. I said, My brother's dead. And my wife was over there saying, No, he's not. Tommy, he, he's going to make it through this. He's really strong. He, he's going to make it through it. And I, I, I had a feeling he, he was already dead. Like, that wasn't, I mean, he, he overdosed in the past, and he made it through it. Like, uh, I, I remember that day he uh, overdosed. My mom actually found him dead. 
and the the EMTs was afraid to touch him because he was a big guy. You know, he's down there seven foot tall. At the time, he wasn't as big as he was when he passed, but he was still, you know, two ten or whatever. And my mom was like, "Y'all, y'all better stay my fucking son now." And luckily, they did. So we had another another five year, you know, five years with him. But yeah, I, I was at home with my wife, and uh, we went to Clark Memorial Hospital. Where did they find him? They uh, found him at the hotel called the Vatterson mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. That used to be the Holiday Inn. Yeah, where uh, Wave Tech used to be and all that. that yeah, yes, yes. Caddy uh, Corner from yeah, the Serenity House. Yeah, uh, we had my daughter's uh, daughter's uh, birthday there twice at the pool and we will never be going back there again yeah but I, yeah it, I, it it was tough like just folks i went over and saw my mom and it, we was all at the hospital waiting for him and he never came he, he never came and i'm like what I didn't understand why wasn't he coming, and then they told me that they were just taking him to the morgue. Mm-hmm. He was dead. And uh, between there and the Clark Memorial Hospital, ain't a hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah, little. I it's never right thought about it. It's right there, you know. So yeah, I never really thought about it that way until you said it. But yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, this, you know, it, it, it haven't been long. He's been in the ground two days now. And, well, yeah, I think two days. I, I mean, this week been the longest week of my life. Oh, but, literally. Yeah. I really don't know if I'm coming time. going. Yeah. Like, uh, really, like, I, I, I saw, that, saw that therapist today, and I'm like, yeah, today is Wednesday. It's like it's Thursday, but, it, you know, it's, it's all over the place. But, yeah, it, 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 it was at the Radisson. I went to the hospital, and me, I knew what I had to do. Before I even knew, I talked to my dad. My, I saw my dad over there, and I made a couple phone calls. I had to call uh, the people that love and support me and help get me through things. Mm-hmm. And I called both Tonys, and I, I, I wanted them to know. Yep. You know. Yep. It's always the first thing on my yeah. You know, there used to be this thing where I'd go, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, when things yeah. would hit me. And today I know one thing to do. Call my sponsor. Yeah. Contact my yeah. support. Yeah. And and to be honest, I, I, I haven't been at a place where I've been calling him every day, you mm-hmm. know, because after a while, I mean, as the other Tony would say, we're like a dove. After a while, your wings start flapping, and you you know, you ain't on your own, but you got, you know, you kind of on your own, yep. but without being on your own. Right, yeah. Yeah, you don't need that daily support like yeah, you need you early on. You, know, you don't need to the call them. That's the whole plan. Twelve times a day. Leave the nest. Yeah, I, 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 I remember needing to call ten, twelve times a day. You know, it's like, hey, what did I do? You know, yeah. and but yeah, it, it was bad. I, I called them. I told them, and uh, uh, my my son says if. Uh, he used to come up here. I'm like, man, there's 
no no use. There's no use how peace they had it, but there's stay at home in bed and do your thing. But the only Tony one I guess he couldn't believe it or what, but he went to the hotel. He he couldn't even go to the uh, hospital even stay to the hotel, and I'm mm-hmm. glad he did because I guess that's where God wanted him to be at, you know. Mm-hmm. And he he was there with Alyssa, and my mom ended up going, and and he he, he was gone. I, I just can't, you know. I have a younger brother. Um, I got sober before he did. And uh, it it killed our relationship when I got sober because when he wasn't getting sober and I was, we didn't have much in common anymore. And 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 for about four years, we really didn't contact each other, even though we live a mile away from one another. And uh, then in um, well May, I heard his his wife called me and told me they were getting sober. And he in May he celebrated two years. That's great. Uh, And it's a miracle in my world that my brother. Got sober, you know, and it wasn't because of my. I knew my cajoling wouldn't do it, and uh, sounds like a little bit of the same thing happened in your world as your brother got sober and you saw that, and it looked like something you might want. And And then we had the opposite effect, you know. He ended up going back out there, and he saw me doing things, and I ended up telling him the same damn thing you told me. You never have to feel that way again. Mm And I remember him telling me that and staying up and, and meetings and all that. And, yep, turned around and helped, helped him get sober again. And, mm-hmm. But, man, it's, uh, you know, my sponsor's a uh, chemical dependency counselor over at the Brook in mm-hmm. Louisville. Mm-hmm. Does outpatient therapy, you know, and he went not too long ago uh, to something about some new, you know, he has to go get those continuing education hours. And to keep up on what the newest news on addiction and and things are, you know, and they and it went into what how that how badly those opiates rewire your thinking, you know, mm-hmm. and it basically permanently damages your brain, and you never get that, yeah. you know, you can never write that, you can never fix it, and you know, alcohol does the same thing, and so do some other drugs, but the but the level that the opiates do it. Uh, even to the point of pain pills and stuff, and you know how that just just a thirty day supply of being on pain pills legitimately can turn that crank, man, and that it creates that uh, what the opiates have such a great, uh, such a huge uh, uh, euphoric recall. You know, you think about how good that feels, yeah. <laughs> and you can't shake that. Yeah, you, you know, you, you and, can't. It's... And and it's just a daily battle to keep it away yes, to, huh? to keep it staved away you know and it, and i want to be a little bit careful because when you work these steps and you get in this it's it's not truly a daily battle because i'm not fighting every day to stay clean anymore you know uh, it's not i mean i do work on it every day but it's not like i'm wanting to use every day you know it's not 100 percent. i know i'm not I, I, I it's a rare say. day that i really want to use and when that Thought flies through my head. I can almost think like you know, you dumbass. You, you, you know, where'd that thought come I, from? You know? I, I mean, for me, it's the most scary because I I don't even have fleeing thoughts anymore. Yeah, like I would people like if you don't think about it, you I'm alcoholic. Well, I think if you do this work, you don't. Yeah, I, because I mean, I we done it super thorough. Yeah, I, I, I had to. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was life or death. Right. Because I saw too many people die. 
But, you know? but another thing is, is that like I have to exercise that recovery muscle every day, though. You know, even though I ain't gonna need it every day, I gotta rec- I gotta exercise my recovery muscles oh, yeah, on a daily yeah. basis. You know, yeah. by doing my prayers yeah, and meditation man, and, and help I people a lot of that. things. You know, I I go to my meetings. I'm I don't go to a lot of meetings, but I got a couple a week, and I always am there. Yeah. And I go to some other ones when a buddy's speaking or when somebody's having a birthday yeah. or doing something like that. You know, and uh, and I sponsor people. Yeah. You know, and and when I got people depending on me to get sober, that does a great deal to help me stay sober. Yeah. <laughs> and there's just nothing really fills my heart as much as uh, as reaching a hand out when somebody sticks it out and be able to give them a hand and and offer them these tools that were offered to me for free, yeah. and uh, and give it to them and watch their lives change when Com- they will do it. Completely free. You just got to have a little bit of willingness, man. Yep. And I mean, anybody can recover. Yep. Yep. I mean, I, 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 I seriously thought it was impossible for people like me and my brother. I really did because I really thought my mind was different until I met Tony. Like, I really thought we was yeah, different. We have that terminal uniqueness. You yeah. know, we think we're the only ones, you know, that are like I, the way that I am. Yeah. I mean, me and him was a little harder than most people, but we was really yep. unique, you know. I mean, we just went about it. Different way, yes, you know, but yeah, there's hardcore I mean, people out there, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I can relate to an 80 year old lady at the at the club today. Now they that I only drink alcohol, they don't shoot dope. I, I can relate to it now that I quit looking for the differences. Yeah, is that and I, I, I was looking for them. Yeah, I don't know that we can help that. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think there's any way you could help that coming in the door. Yeah. It's just a it's a trait, I think it's partly a human trait. Uh, I believe that. And specifically people who have this addiction, because I think it's like that. I like that. Somebody said once upon a time, I've said this a hundred times on podcasts, so my listeners will get tired of hearing it, but it's like a parasite almost. It's invaded and hijacked my operating system. It's like a computer virus. You know, it comes in there and makes your computer do something it don't want to do. And this 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 thing, what this entity, whatever it is, a disease, a malady or whatever, hijacked my operating system. And it's driving me now. Now, I don't think it is. But it is driving me, and it's telling me when I go in those meetings, these people are full of shit. And all these people smiling, they got to be high. There ain't no way they're smiling and sober. This is bullshit. There's no way this can be true. You know, and it wants right. it wants everything to do to walk your ass out that meeting is yeah. what it wants. Yeah. It wants you to yeah. leave and get out of there, you know. Yeah. And when you meet people who uh, impact you like the way your sponsor impacted you, yeah. you know, in the back of your head, you're going, this dude's fucking nuts. Yeah. He don't know what he's talking about. He, 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 yeah, and 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 it's just a fight to yeah. to to get there, you know. And eventually, you get over that hump. You do this work, you know, and you, your mind clears and the fog lifts, you know. And you also start having good stuff happen in your life, you know. It's no longer a train wreck every day, yeah. uh, and that builds slowly, you know, over over time. And then you get to a certain point where you know, next thing you know, you've been sober a little while. Yeah. And you haven't really been thinking about using for a little bit, but you really didn't know it. He's yeah, like, huh? It, it, you know, I ain't thought about that like, in a while. I, I, I could never make it past the third day. So when I ended up having four days, I was like, I won the <laughs> championship. You know, I, I get, go ahead and give me my 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 belt, but there's no no finish line. This nope, you got to continue so. keep. You got to continue and keep working. And, and I like when you talk about you know and dig deeper. 
you know, yeah. because when I clear Indeed. one layer of bullshit in my life, you know, well, then if I look for a minute, I'll see there's another layer under there that I can continue to improve myself yeah. by going digging that out. Yeah, you heard, the, out. you heard the saying about the onion. Yep. Yeah, those every multiple layers. Every layer. Every layer matters, and that's life. I mean, you ain't, I mean, the big book will help people that ain't even alcoholic yeah. or drug addict, in my opinion. It will. I feel like it was make a huge impact on anybody's life. Yeah, I agree. You know, we got this thing called 12-step spiritual recovery. This TSSR is what we call it. Mm. My sponsor wrote this book, and we were offering people. We got a whole room full of people who are not alcoholics and addicts mm. doing the 12 steps. Yeah. I've sponsored some of them. Yeah. Uh, and they're, you know, um, two in particular. The one thing I notice is when they get better, they leave, because I don't think they have to stay there to keep the, to stay alive the way that we have to. Oh, you know, yeah, I have to yeah, stay. Yeah. If you don't really have the addiction issues— you can have your life improve and move on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's usually what most of them do. But I got two sponsees that have just celebrated two years of doing twelve step stuff, and they, neither one of them was neither one of them were alcoholic or uh, addicted. Uh, do they look like different? Do they look like different? Yeah, happy. Yep. They see the light. Yep. Like see me for me when I got uh, my life together and got sober, it's like the the blinders I had over my eyes opened up. Yep. And, the sky's bluer, the grass is greener. Exactly. The same way when I met my wife. I mean, sound corny as hell, but I mean that when I say that. Like, right. I love my wife, my, my family that much. Like, I mean, they, like, to me, them two in recovery come hand in hand because if I lose one, I'll lose the other. Mm. So I got I to gotta get back on, you know, this is life or death. Yeah. Because in the back, hell, lately I've been on autopilot, you know, and it's like, I know people that can quote that book, literally, word for word. Yeah. I just had to bury one two days ago. I mean, he could literally, he knew the whole entire book. He can quote it, literally quote it. He, he, he would do it in meetings and so off. Yeah. And, uh, God damn, this sucks. Yeah, he did it during his podcast. Yeah, I, I bet he did. I, I mean, that, that was him, though. But I, I, I remember somebody told him when he did that because when when he done that at the token club and he, he was boasting and bragging, they said, that, that's going to kill you, boy. You better quit that. Mm. I've heard people say that before, yeah. too. And uh, that didn't kill him. I mean... We got God's will, and we got self-will, you know? I mean, we can do whatever we want to do, but, I mean, my brother used to say all the time, I mean, God can move mountains, but you got to help dig. Grab a shovel. You got, you got, to, you got to grab a shovel, and I, I, you have to. I mean, if you want any sense of life, well, a good life, like my life, I can't, Besides this step I do going on right now, my life is great. I mean, even with me working, I mean, I own two companies. I I, I, I was unemployable. Yeah. Unemployable. <laughs> Whatever. It's literally like nobody. I mean, I, mean, I was in a right. company. I, I was, those are, that's a miracle. Uh, full blown, though. 
Like, I was the tile technician, and uh, I walked down, I ain't going to say the name, but I was in a company vehicle, and I had a gallon of vodka and a bottle of uh, pain medications. And uh, I walked out of J.C. Penney's, uh, so out of it, on a payday with a lot of money in my pocket with a new put tennis shoes on, and they locked me up, and they had to come get the company vehicle, all that. And of course, they didn't follow me. You would think they would, but they ended up down the road following me because yeah. I mean, most places will give you a chance. They know we're yeah. law. First off, is that way, and insurance yeah. pays for it, and it's we're yeah. sick. Yeah, you know? but but they don't let you. This most yeah. places will send you to rehab once. Yeah, they don't necessarily gonna send you to rehab twice. Yeah, but it's it's. Deadly, man. It's it is. very, yeah. very, very you know, deadly. I don't, you know, there's some, it's a little funny because I find, I find myself pick my words, you know, but, you know, that sure the hell ain't the wake up call you want to have, that's for sure. Uh, to think that, you know, I don't know, I, I hear you saying that you've been not participating at the level you know you should be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, every time I lose somebody, man, it does, it makes me double up. It makes me, Anchor down, man. Uh, my kids deserve a sober dad. No, up uh, hundred percent. My dad up there, he deserves a sober son. hundred uh, percent. And you know, and for me to do any less than that, you know, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm not doing my deal in this universe anymore. Yeah. And uh, and recovery, is my sobriety, and my recovery is just too important to me today. But I know at the same time that this is so, you know, it's it's understated when it says cunning, baffling, and powerful. Yeah. That's an understatement. Understatement, yeah. Because, you know, yeah. uh, you, it just, you see it all the, way too damn much. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Way too damn much. Yeah. We lose people. I, I can't even count. I used to count. I can't either. I, 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 I lovingly can't count now. Like, I, I really thought I was numb. I, I mean, after my best fan got gunned down, you know, I, I, I thought. Death would never bother me again, but I never thought I would be bearing my problem either. Yeah. But this right here, it's, I mean, I feel like I got hit by a 18 uh, level. Like, I went to work today, and uh, I, I did a little bit of everything, but I went to work today at uh, apartment complex. I helped manage, and uh, I literally sat in my car for like, Three, three and a half hours, not even playing on my phone, listening to the radio, nothing. Just sitting there like in the fog. I felt like I was paralyzed. I literally couldn't walk. Mm-hmm. And I ended up talking to my mom later on that day, and she told me she felt the same way. Yeah. I'm like, damn. Grief is a, uh, grief is a tough, tough thing. I'm glad you're going to see somebody. That's a good idea. I'm glad that you. Uh because you do need to. I, mean, well, I don't. I shouldn't say what you need to do. No, it would you, seem you, to, you, you, it would not, seem to you, me to be yeah, a yeah. really good thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing, though. Like, if it wasn't for the people in AA and, like, the life that they gave me, like, I, I didn't do this on my own. I mean, well, whatever. Like, without the tools that I, I was given, I mean, I wouldn't have automatically yeah. been like, hey, hey, Tiffany, can you call and do that? Because, I mean, I so she's like my secretary, my my everything, my my doctor, my therapist, my my cook, my cleaner, my janitor. I mean, my wife is my, my rock, you know, and yeah. she's... 
Like I, I that kind of partnership, I think, is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of ask for a better life. Yeah, yeah, and we'll do stuff there. like if you say, you know, to have a default to go. Hey, I need to talk to somebody about this. That's like, uh, it's 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 more of the book. Yeah. Uh, uh, Doing things that would normally, you know, handling things that would normally baffle you. Yeah. Uh, you know, and this thing becomes a way of just, it becomes a working part of the mind. Then, yeah. you know, when I'm hurting, I can ask for help today. That was the last thing I was going to do yeah. at one point in my life. You know, yeah. while I'm hurting today, man, I can ask for help. Yeah. And, and I have. And if you don't ask a closed mouth don't get fed yeah i mean you literally have to sometimes if you have to be like me and yell like hey here i am look at me as politely anyway let's ask man this yeah yeah people don't know unless you tell them you help know. is out there, and it's available. That's another thing. It seems like uh, I don't know. I always wanted to tell myself there was that there was no way out of the things I was in, and uh, but I never did investigate it. You know, I didn't. There's help for everything today, no matter what you're going through. Everything, no matter what. Another line in that book. Some somebody's got some of a, one of us have gone through the problem you're going through. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Uh, how long? I remember uh, one night I was at an AA meeting and it was pretty early on, you know, when I was still whining about stupid shit, you know, when the work day was bad and I wanted to come in and air it out in an AA meeting and just really low, small problems. And I come in there one day with a, what I thought was a burning desire about what had happened to me at work today. And a guy walked in and he got his hand up first in the burning desire and his, son, his brother had been shot last night and killed, mm. you know, and it just hammered me, you know, like. I'm sitting here getting ready to bitch about a problem at work, exactly. and this yeah. dude has just lost his brother. I said, "Never mind." But, but ne- never mind. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, I, I don't think I can go five minutes without talking about my wife and my daughter. Man, I'm, I'm here to talk about recovery, but I, I'm. But part of getting this sober so that you I mean, can have I, that. I, you know? I, I got a pistol on my niece with me. I saw a picture of her. You know what I'm saying? That, that ain't my daughter. That's my brother's. That's my daughter. niece, man. And I, she's her first helping. Name? Huh. It's her first name. Her name's Bree. Bree. Yeah, man. She got to grow up with her dad. Yeah. Because of one fuck up. One fast move, game over. It's the hardest reality, man. It's like playing connect full, and you know, you get full in a row, the game's over. You know, but in life, you don't you don't get to play again. Yeah. You know, I mean, you might be dancing up in heaven, but you ain't dancing with your family. I mean, we. It's a Russian roulette every single time. Everyone. Every single time. This. I had we was at my home group meets on Tuesday nights, and last night there was three guys that come in there and said, "Got white chips because they fucked up," you know. And I think you know, you're very fortunate to get to stand here and get that white chip yeah. over that fuck up, you yeah. know, because one of these fuck ups could very well be your last. Yeah. I'm fuck. I don't like to think of it as a fuck up because I know it's this disease and this parasite. It's it actually, is, it's but taking you over, you know. So it's some level. That's another paradox. You know, those things full of paradoxes that surrender to win, and that's the the quick one. But you know, 
fact is I am responsible for my behavior and responsible yeah. for the stuff I've done. But there is also this other thing that this disease has taken me over, and I know that I'm not the guy or that guy was not the guy. That was not the real me. You're seeing the real me today. The real me has now been through recovery and worked these steps a few times and participating in my recovery and doing that, and that's the real me. But that 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 little virus that's still in there in my computer someplace mm-hmm. can still yeah. take over at any moment, you know. Yeah. And I know that's kind of like not that's the not me, you know. And like what would make a dude turn around and go out and do what he knows he can't, he shouldn't be doing. That that virus has to take that over, you yeah. know. And because otherwise. I don't know how else to really understand how how somebody with uh, you know with that understands recovery and and has had years of it can make that decision yeah. other than that, that operating was, system being yeah, hijacked. Yeah. And, uh, I, I mean, a couple months back, a real good friend of mine, you, you know him too. You brought up a name in the podcast talking uh, in the beginning, talking about you'd like to have him move. Uh, he ended up relapsing after fourteen years. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think you know what I'm talking about. Yep, I, I do. Mean, he wouldn't stay. Because, I mean, for I mean, a young guy, he had a lot him, of recovery. He pretty... Yeah. I mean, a lot of recovery. On the outside, like I said, said earlier, on the outside, man, things may look all shiny, and that's a hell of a nice wash ladder, ain't it? You, you look close, and well, I was about to say, well, the battery's dead, but on this one, it ain't. But I had one where the battery's yeah, dead, and I said, well, the damn thing. I wish I had had it on today to be like, hey, the yeah, battery's yeah. dead, though. That's yeah, a, a very good analogy. But it's a good-looking watch, but it don't work. Exactly, you know. I, I mean, it's a $12 replacement, I just haven't had the time, you know. Sometimes you got to make the time. Yeah. you got to make the time, and you got you got to do the football. Yeah. You know, because you last the season might be you last the season. I, I mean, those. I, I, I hate saying that, especially after burying my brother. But a, a, after you recover from a hopeless state of mind, like really recover, if you relapse, it's because you wanted to. And that's me talking about anybody. I, I'm making, I have to at some level be making some kind of conscious choice yeah. to use again. Yeah, because you know? you, 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 we know better. I know better. I know better. I, I'm, maybe I'm off. Yeah. But I, I'll say that. My I, history I mean, proves it. Yeah. I've got a lot history. of years back there that yeah. every time I did this, that's yeah. what happened, you yeah. know, and I know today I can't do that. Yeah. And, and that's I, what really, that's what really, that's what, disturbs me is that when somebody makes that decision knowing that they can't you know and I, you know and, and you know I, I don't know i'm just it's just such a it's just such a fucked up thing that that knowing that 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 i'm always an inch or a second away from that uh, making I, that decision because yeah. i watch people do it that i think you know i don't know but i you know from, and like you said you never know right and that's the thing about him, like your brother you know uh i would like to think that i could like see my brother yeah. And know that he was going south and be able to do do something about it. I like to think that I could do yeah. that, 
But the other thing is, is that we are such good con men. Oh, 100%. That, you know, I can talk the panties off a nun, you know. Uh, 100%. Uh, I, I can make you think whatever I want you to think, you know. And sometimes I think about that with my recovery. I'm like, am I just conning myself here? Uh, 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 am I really? Uh, I, I, I used to think that way, too. Like, damn, I'm just waiting for that body to stop. Am I, am I really living the way I'm acting like I'm, I'm living? Yeah. I, 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 I can say today I ain't. I, I, yeah, when I, I come down it. to it and I rationalize, I like, no, I really am. I'm participating in my recovery. I'm doing the things, you know, I'm 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 doing the things prescribed by this program. Yeah. And and by all accounts, when you do that, you get to live this life I'm living. A hundred percent. Yeah. But like, still, that little sneaky. I was like the devil and the angels on the shoulders. Yeah, you know, yeah. is that that no, that devil lives on my left shoulder, yeah. and he still tries to whisper dumb shit in my ear, yeah. and he'll tell me. You're just conning yourself, yeah. you know, and then this kind of stuff. But then, you know, the thing is, is you know, Stephen's story is not unique, man. These people that appear to have good recovery and appear to be doing okay die. Die. Every yeah, day. Every day. Every day. Yeah. You think I, we, I, we got I, all these. I, I used to know the time. Uh, maybe every 18 seconds, that's yeah. like an addict day. I might not, don't, I'm probably off. Yeah, but right, I, I, I think it's something like that. It's crazy. Yep. And, uh, you know, we, we talk about, you know, the pandemic and how many people died and, you know, and we got, but there's more people, addicts and alcoholics are dying on a regular basis than just about anything else that's taking people. Uh, wars, uh, any of that stuff, we, we die in. And I don't, I guess we'll never will understand it, uh, why. Uh, you'll hear some people say stuff like, uh, "Well, some people got to die so others will live." Uh, hey, that, that's I don't like the. I, I hate that same old thing. Like, Glenn, I just built my pillow. I used to have a, a a fiance before I met my my lovely wife Tiffany, and uh, she had a pillow. And uh, fuck it, I'll tell the story. My pillow was locked up, and uh, he used to have some hell and left. And it suck, and he need a conversary money. You can set that bottle on this table, man. It's okay. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I was about 90 days clean, and he had about $350 worth of dope. And uh, he needed money. And, fuck, I needed money, too. I'm like, well, fuck, let's sell it. And I ended up selling it to my then girlfriend's brother, and he ended up dying off the dope that I gave him. That that we gave them. Well, fuck, I'm gonna say me that I gave him. I mean, my 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 brother ended up knowing, but at the time, you know, he he was incarcerated, but he he found out and he felt that, and uh, it, that bothered him too. You know, stole like. I, I, I want to go revenge my brother's death. Like, who who in the fuck sold him that dope? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, Tommy is so Tommy. Tommy fucked up and gave dope to somebody and killed them before, too. Mm -hmm. You know? I mean, luckily, the family under, understood. And, you know, I mean, I, I could have got in a bunch of set over that. I really could have. And they've ramped that up of late. Yeah, and, and, they, and they said, they said, hey, and, and they said, hey, you know, I, and I, I've sort of got, you know, I, I almost committed suicide off of the back of that. I'll bet, man. Because I I, I, it wasn't like just getting it from some random dope man on the corner. It was getting it from, you know, you seem to be brother-in-law. Yeah. 
you know, and I, I, I was at the hospital when the whole family was there, well, the whole, whole family was there, and they all knew that I gave them the dope. And then they pronounced them dead, and you, you see people looking, uh, talking about uncomfortable. Guess who started up then? People in AA. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, before we gave them that dope, I, I even went down to the token club and I told people about it. Like, hey, I have this dope. This is what I'm thinking about doing. And a guy named Zell me and the same guy that raised his hand and said, how many people ever felt like that when I said, fuck all of y'all, was like, hey, Tommy, you give that man that dope, you might kill him. Mm. One of them said, you will kill him. I'm like, man, I, I sold dope plenty of times, you know. Won't happen to me. Won't happen to me, exactly. Well, it did happen. It did happen to me. And talking about uncomfortable. And I'm not talking about me. I mean, I had it easy because now I'm feeling what they felt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean... I would imagine I'd be looking. I'd be. I didn't really think of that because, like I said, I haven't been in it until you're in that boat. You don't know. But man, I'm uh, sorry for the dang. No, no problem, man. Uh, of of uh, of the revenge type thought of you know, I'm gonna go find out where he got this at. No, yeah, but I already found out who he got it from. Yeah, I do visas. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I, I knew and, where uh, you lived at before you told me. Oh, did I? I, I, I like I said, when I came to AA, I was a fake gangster, you know. I'm not that, man. Yeah. I, I, I'm a, a good husband and a, a, a good son and a good niece and a good uncle and a good brother. I, I, I still got a sister, you know. Yeah, and if an addict wants to get the dope, they'll get it. So it's not like it's that a dope, dealer's problem. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's be one or somebody else, and uh, and it is the addict that ingests it or takes it too. You know, it ain't the. Um, I understand the reason for the law. It's trying to it's trying to do something to deal with the drug epidemic we got going on, but. Uh, yeah. I had a friend who's in our group that got that sold some pills to a guy who died, and he got. Uh, he was looking at life in prison. No, yeah, they were hanging. They and, were hanging. Uh, he just got sentenced a couple of weeks ago, and they're going. He's actually not a citizen, so they're putting him in. He did. He got off, you know, relatively lightly compared to what they had threatened him with. Yeah. Uh, so he's just going to prison for a few months, and then they're going to deport him. Yeah. So he's uh, getting sent. That, you know, that yeah, was like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's any. Better, uh, I'm sure it's better uh, than being in prison to be deported. But he's been in this country for like 30 years, you know, and they're gonna yeah, send I, him someplace uh, he's never, you know, hadn't been to in 30 years. Yeah. Uh, Eleven years later, if the cops came here right now and put me in handcuffs, I would be okay with it. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I made a mistake. You know what I'm saying? You. That was my intention, right, you yeah, know. Yeah, but that's still, man, that's a big load to carry. Uh, that's, the, it, that's what these work is designed to help yeah, you live with. Yeah. Is to, uh, the thing is, your... I literally had people tell me I wasn't listening. Yeah. You know, like you were saying, I wasn't. Right, they yeah. literally told me how it was going to play out. Yeah. That I'm like, go home and flush it. I went home and I started seeing basketball. I said, hey, this is what we're going to do. So I literally sued it.
But I kept on messing. You know, I mean, me and my brothers are both tall as hell, but we can't play basketball. <laughs> I was hoping, maybe I was messing. I, 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 they didn't go in the toilet. That's a good point too, man. Is that uh, you know, one of our, one of the one of the principles here is following directions, you know, and we get the we we, uh, we have a hard time following the directions, don't very, we? Very Somebody will give us the good advice, and we said, no, I know better. It's part of this deal about when you take that third step and you say, okay, I'm gonna stop running the show. I am not in charge anymore. I'm gonna yeah. turn my will, my life over. And uh, but the way the way. And you was sober then? Ninety day. I wouldn't real call early. it sober. Yeah. You know, I was but real early days. in your sobriety. Yeah, very early in sobriety. But yeah, uh, this ninety days. That's my thinking. Yeah. Um, it's a, uh, you know, it's another one of those. Uh, you get these new guys, you know, and they want to, you know, they want to keep beer in the refrigerator, or they still want to yeah. hang around with their friends that are using. Well, and I, 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 I done that. Yeah. I done that. I we, we all did that. I, 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 <laughs> I was a new guy once too. I did the yeah. same thing. I, I would take people to cop dope, you know, and give me fifty dollars for gas. I'll take. And I would lovingly be reading my big book. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking people to go cop dope. Yeah. The insanity. But, yeah, and people was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. I'm like, "Well, I gotta make money." They're like, yeah. "Tommy, we'll give you money." <laughs> I mean, they, they literally did that. I remember the first time Tony Cosh bought bought me a pack of cigarettes back in 2010. I'm like, "Damn!" I mean, because the life I was living was selfish. We ain't giving out nothing, you know, and. Here's this guy is buying me a dinner and cigarettes and uh, on multiple occasions. I'm like, is this does he, he want me? I mean, what's going on? And that would crack his host like that. So, but and that's yeah. what you know. I that's one of the things that gets that I can offer that grace because my initial reaction to these guys doing that stuff is to tell them how stupid they are. But you know, I have to remember I did that too. Mm. You know. I did the same thing, man. So I had to offer them some grace and not be, you know, uh, just share my experience that, hey, when I tried to do that, it didn't work out for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but go ahead and try if you want. Um, yeah. I mean, I haven't had people phone me to the side of like, hey, Tommy, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm not going to say that I haven't sold a food of my pain pills before. But you ain't selling pain pills. You know, just doing everything they could to avoid it, and we didn't listen. Yeah. You know, like, it's one of them things they have to live with forever, you know. Yeah, that's how I, right, I mean, who, they forgave me. I mean, no, my ex fiance and uh, her, mother, her mother was having a hell of a time. But, I mean, I love this lady. I talked to her. I mean, she... Uh, was an employer man, probably still is when I need her, I don't know, but she was, uh, she even came to my brother's gravesite. Hmm. She went to the token club one day and uh, just happened to be down there because she's in recovery now too, and I was so happy to see her, but she just happened to come hmm. on a day that I was stalking. And then I haven't talked for a while, and I'm like, nah, I I don't know how to talk without adding that little tidbit in there. Oh, yeah, you have so, to talk you know, about what's current. I, I, I did. I, I mean, this. And without these steps, people are not, you know, you don't, that, that grace of that kind of forgiveness, 
that's also a miracle is these steps because that's like it's you know at some level that's unforgivable right yeah I, I, and, and the impossible I happens i don't here. know if i could forgive yeah but i have to because i was forgiven yeah exactly I, I mean, if that wasn't the case, I, I really don't know if I could forget. That's an interesting turn of events. So, yeah. It's kind of weird. You wasn't ready for that one, was he? <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's like that. It's... But that stuff happens here. I don't, uh, there's some magic. There's some weird, you know, we don't always like it. It's not like a way we'd want to write the story if we were writing it. But that's definitely an interesting turn of events in your life is that that to have the both of those things happen to you or however it goes i don't know if it's to you or what but like i said uh and i, I mean even even the day they understood like i saw him i thought he was gonna break my neck mm -hmm. you know I, I mean they they love me they, they tell me they love me you know they I mean, that was at his funeral. I mean, one of them flew in from Atlanta. This dude comes wow. to see my brother. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's... How can I be mad? Yeah. You know, I'm believe, I'm mad at the moment, but I, I bet that was mad at the moment, too. You know? It's, I mean, she pulled me to the side after I, I talked, and we're like, Tommy, we never blamed you. He would have found it. Any other, any other way, and and in a way, the light. But at the same time, in my mind, I'm like, what, what if he didn't? What if he couldn't find it? You know, I had it. You know, yeah. And it's, maybe that dope wouldn't have killed him. Yeah, maybe that dope wouldn't have killed him. But now we kind of. Well, that's another odd thing that uh, I delved into the heroin a little bit. I didn't. I, it was a yet for me. You know, I was at the end of that pain pill run or whatever and was having trouble finding the pills and getting them. And, you know, I was breaking in houses and doing it. But I started to snort the heroin yeah. uh, to, to, because I couldn't get the pills, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a kind of a typical yeah. progression yeah. for us. And, uh, and, uh, some dude ripped me off. Well, you know, right? Yeah. Uh, some drug dealer ripped me. You know, some friend was going to get it for me, ripped me off, and caused me uh, a resentment, you know, because uh, I was pissed yeah. that the dude stole my money and didn't bring back no dope. Yeah. And, uh, and and that caused me to write it off, like say, you know, well, I ain't never doing none of that shit again. You know, fuck that. I'm not getting myself into this. And it, and it bought me a little time, and that was just right before I ended up getting sober. But I was on the precipice there of starting down that heroin yeah. path. Yeah. Uh, but interesting where I was going with that is an interesting dynamic of like people flocking to the dealer where the OD happened because that's where the good shit is. Yeah. Uh, that's they, just, they that's, want that. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It they, is, they want that. That's more insanity. Uh, yeah. That's, like I said, I don't have a whole lot of experience in that neighborhood. I gobbled my fair share and I know what uh, opiate withdrawal feels like, but uh, not from heroin. It's a terrible film. But I know it was just an, it was just a yet for me. It wasn't a matter that I never did it. It was a matter that I never yeah. did it yet. Yeah. Uh, in in two thousand ten, I mean, I, I, around my age group, I, I was all in. You know, like I'd done it before. It was like the thing to do. Like all my fans looked down on me, wouldn't want to talk to me. Couple years later, I got cleaned up, and all them people looking down on me ended up doing it too. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's kind of how it went. Yeah, because like when I was a uh, young, young, like in my twenties and stuff, I don't even know if it existed. I'm sure it did, but you know, it never. You know, I was doing, I was, I was doing meth. 
I was snorting coke. I was doing acid. Anything else that come down the pipe, I was doing. Mm. But I never did bump into nobody because if somebody said you want some of this, oh, I'd yeah. have said yes. Yeah. You know, it wasn't anything else I said yeah. no to. Yeah. And uh, and it just, I guess, you know, again, God helped me or whatever. Mm. If it wasn't around as much, like you said, there was a time when you just really didn't. I don't know. I just didn't hear much about it. Yeah. Oh, but man, then it yeah, it took the hell off, and I, I guess part of it was that it's when they cranked down on the pills and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, did all that. Then I, I, I mean, the at, at the time, like that was when Opan was was real big around. Uh-huh. That was like crazy prices, and you can buy Opan of I think that was going for like fifty bucks at the time, and or you can buy a twenty dollar bag of dope and get the same bucks. Yeah, times ten, you know, and break the bag up into fat, like you know, three tenths or whatever. It's it's crazy, and now it's mass. Like people will shoot dope at a party, like they're smoking a blunt, like yeah. back back in the nineties. Yeah, that's why I don't do most at all. Like I'm I'm a homebody. I don't wanna do nothing but hang out with the wife and kid and watch T V and that's it. Yeah. And you know, so yeah, I don't no room in my life or any of the rest of that. It just doesn't even attract me, you know. I mean, even, you know, now and again somebody has a party, you know, and it is some kind of, maybe it's my cousin or somebody who's not you know, not in the madness or anything, but they're having some get together and I go there and once like I go there for a little bit, but once that Drinking starts turning to drunkenness. No, yeah, it's Stop different. I don't like it. I don't like being around drunk people. I'm cool with people no. drinking yeah. all day. Yeah, long. That's what I mean, like you? I had alcohol at my wedding, and a lot of people were like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "The fuck! That can that can do that? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I can't. Yeah. I know I can't. Yeah, like I said, I'm I, not out I, to make the world stop. Yeah. I'm out to make to make me stop. Yeah, you know? that's it. But I don't have any room for being around it. There's something, there's something irritating about it to be around drunk dudes or be around people yeah. who are partying and, you know, somebody wants to go to a bar and I'm like, no, thank you, you know. Yeah. They want to go yeah. watch a fight or they want to go, you know. I just don't have any room for it anymore. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't have a draw. Yeah. Um, that don't, don't understate me now. Like, now I want to go to games and be on the front line and start doing the sales with them and grab the pom-poms and act like a clown. And Like, I, I was smiling now. I was looking at pistols a couple of days ago, and every pistol I looked at, I, I had a mean mug on my face. And now I'm like, I look at the photos we have in line, and most of them smiling. Yeah. I mean, I took one yesterday. It was, like, hard to smile, but I, I made it happen, you know. But, I seen your live the other day at the range. Yeah, talk about constables. Some people don't believe in the Second Amendment, but I do. I do. You Although know, I don't have a right to it yet. I got another couple of years yeah. before I can get that cleaned up in my record, but uh, I miss it. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I love guns, man. I, I used to blow all my money on tennis shoes, and now I blow it on the wife and kid and, you know. Ammunition. Uh, now, with the price yeah, of it. Yeah. It, it, scarcity. It's slowing down. Yeah, I, I, that video I made, I probably went to th- over $300 worth of ammo. Yeah, probably so, yeah. 20, because I had a 100-round gun. like a cash register. Cha-ching, yeah, cha-ching, yeah. cha-ching. But uh, it's what I needed to do. I get it, man. You know, it's therapeutic. A, a lot of people didn't get it, but to me, I mean, it's better than I me. You know, I mean, I got it completely. A lot of people, 
my dad got it, but you know, females are different. Like one lady was yeah, even talking about calling the cops, thinking I was going to do yeah, something. I'm just... like, I'm out of gun veins, <laughs> you know. It ain't like, you know, I, I was mad. I got, had an AK and I got a bunch of ammo and stayed blast on the box. But at that gun range, I don't know. The, that ammo was no good. But it was the same ammo that I had. It, like, wouldn't work? Wouldn't it? No. It, it got to be blast ammo to oh, use really? in that gun. Oh, the range is range, range But it was blast ammo. And I, I was kind of frustrated, but dude was my neighbor. I'm like, all right, man. He, yeah. I, I, I follow the rules today. Yeah, I follow the, because, I mean, in the beginning, he almost didn't even let, let me go in because. Worried about your state of mind? Yeah. He, he, because. I, I can understand that, too. Yeah. But. He said they had problems in the past. I'm like, hey, I, I'm, I'm okay with leaving, too, but I promise you, I'll give you my word, I'm fine. This is, this, I need some gun smoke therapy. Yeah, and it really did help. And I had five people pop up, and he even let them in just to make sure that I was okay. Oh, yeah, people checking you out. Yeah. That's good, too, to have people watching for us. Yeah. I'm like, because I can't see both sides of that. Yeah. Got to be careful nowadays. No. If somebody didn't say something and then something did happen, and they go, God damn, then they're carrying that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't like it, but I mean, people are crazy now. I mean, I don't go most places without a gun. I mean, I, I mean, I got a gun license. You know, I'm a arms to soda guard, laws prevention. I, I do all that. I mean, I got a bulletproof vest. I'm, I mean, I, I've been carrying guns since I was young. I've had my carry permit since I was 18 years old in Indiana. Well, I don't I, have I, one at the moment. All my guns used to be legal when every gun I own now is, I mean, all my guns used to be illegal. Now they're all legal. You know, I've always been a gun fanatic. I mean, I grew up hunting and shooting with my dad. And yeah. you know, I got into the more of just a, a recreational shooting there for a bunch of years, you know. And it actually was a big hit, copping to that felony and having to give that away. It was no, one of the things that I had to... Uh, you know, there's a lot of heartburn, but, you know, I'm uh, yeah, just going to pay my dues and get hire a lawyer. And, yeah. and 20, I, I, 2023, it's yeah. coming here soon. Uh, soon. I, I, I wish I was an animal lover. I, I, I would love to go hunt, but I, 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 can't, I, I can't kill Bambi. Yeah. I don't ever shoot anything. I just go hunting. There's yeah. something about sitting in them woods. Yeah. It's the, the solitude and the peace and the quiet. And most times you look, you know, I always tell people I pretend to hunt. No, you yeah. I mean, if you saw me walking across the field, you'd say, there's a hunter. Yeah. You know, but uh, last go. year I killed was in 2020. 20, well, 2000, I mean. In 20, so 2000. you just got bad aim? Yeah, just bad. Or, <laughs> that's, it's called vegetarian, bad uh, hunter. Yeah, I got I got <laughs> I just enjoy it, man. Yeah. I don't have no problems with it, but I just don't. Uh, oh, yeah. And I, I used to eat a lot, and I went up. I went elk hunting with two of my sober buddies. We went to Colorado back in September, and one of them killed an elk, and one of them yeah. killed a mule deer, and I just went along for the ride yeah. just to help yeah. them carry the meat off the mountain yeah. and have the experience. And I don't know. It's just uh, like you. I don't I don't really know if I have this. Because, like, if a big buck walks by with the big horns that I would, then I don't know if I, I'm yeah. probably shooting that. Yeah. Like, like but, my uh, sister was real big into hunting but they will eat it so yeah, me I, I, eat I, it. I hate i hate the meat really so I, I, 
yeah. It's pointless to yeah. me. We ate elk all weekend down there deer hunting yeah. from the elk from back in. Uh, we had elk chili. We had elk burgers and we had elk steaks and yeah, uh, two of the two guys that went. To I'm too right picky. I'm, I'm too picky. Yeah. And see even said to season and all different and act like it was the very bad. I'm like, no, nah, I'm nah, I'm, yeah, you, like, you, like you it. can taste, yeah. But I, I would love to hunt, but I, ain't, I can't. I, it's my sabbatical, man. There's something about being out there that recharges my batteries. Oh, yeah. you know, it's like a meditation oh, kind yeah. of thing, yeah. you know, and uh, to go sit out there in that peace and watch the sunrise and watch the woods come to life and all the animals do what yeah. they do. And and down there where we're at, you know, you can't even hear cars on the highway. You don't hear, you know, it's just, yeah. it's just absolutely quiet and there's no light pollution. So when you walk outside the cabin at night and look at the sky, man, it's like brighter than normal because you don't have all this light shining up from in town. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, uh, and I, I, stars I've been, are brighter. And yeah, I, I I went hunting one time. I was 15 years old. I went with uh, my mom's boyfriend at the time, and uh, I was out there smoking pot. Yeah, I used and to tobacco. I, I didn't know, and I guess he he smelt it, and that was that. Because at the yeah. time, I would have killed someone. Yeah, but a bunch of, the, of those years from 2020 on up to till I got sober in 2015, uh, the alcohol and dope had swallowed my life you know and so no. really all i was doing was going down the cabin and getting them wasted yeah you know and i could leave the wife and kids at home and and leave my responsibilities yeah. and say i'm going hunting yeah. and go down there and take tons of stuff yeah. and just get inebriated and it just swallowed my whole yeah. it swallowed my life you know and uh yeah. but now i get to have it back because it really was something i love to do my dad and i yeah. going when i was a little I, kid and tagging along behind him and uh go down and hunt with his buddies and yeah. listen to them tell lies and uh, yeah. and then i got to recreate that this past weekend you know now i get I to have my buddies down and my kids really haven't taken up the hunting thing they used to go with me when they were little they uh -huh. would go out and sit with me you know and and we go and they used because they grew up down at that cabin uh, for years my wife uh, worked uh, weekends only a nurse she mm -hmm. was a weekend only and so she could be home during the day in the weekdays uh -huh. while I worked so she slept and it was a night shift thing so she slept all day so every Friday I, me and my dad and my two kids would go down to the cabin yeah. and although I was drinking and it wasn't who I should be yeah. uh, you know it wasn't like I was terrible yeah. um, but uh, yeah, they grew up down there, but they kind of let go of it. And but this weekend, you know, my brother, I always have that sober dude. I call it sober dudes deer hunt, and I invite uh, you guys. I always have somebody who's in, somebody in my group will be interested in hunting, but they never hunted before. Yeah. And I invite them come down and see if they like it or not. Yeah. Like I had a sponsee come last year, and he came down there and he decided he don't like hunting. Uh, but you yeah. know, he got to try it, right? You know, yeah, you never know. Yeah. He thought he might like it, so he got a chance to try it. So, yeah. and then this year, I've always had to dodge my brother in the past yeah. because he still drank. You know, and I yeah. told him he's welcome to join us, but you can't drink. Well, yeah. you know, that's how crazy. You know, well, how insane is that, right? You yeah. know, I ain't coming if I can't drink. Oh, yeah. And uh, but this year he came with us, so my brother got to be down there with me and my well, buddies, and we had a really well, cool time over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm glad you have that. It's uh, we got 54 acres down in Orange County between English and Paoli, and it's right up against the Hoosier National Forest. And no, so yeah. In 1999, my dad, and my brother, and I we built a log cabin down there ourselves. Well, a 20 foot, 20 foot by 40 foot log cabin. It's really nice, man. I am so fortunate to have that, you know, and didn't lose it. Yeah. And uh, 
my dad's had my back all my life, man. He has just supported me and supported me and supported me. And like today, I get to, uh, you know, I, I grew up in this house. We moved here when I was three. And then, of course, you know, I grew up and left and got married and had kids. And mm. at some point, mom and dad sold it, was looking to downsize and sell the house. And me and my wife bought it. Mm. And then when we divorced, I kept it. And then and I was 12, I was 14 months sober. My mom passed. No, and uh, that was I'm another one of the ones, you know, that's so. that deal where you can't, you don't know how to do that, right? Yeah. Not without the support of these yeah, people well. around me. I don't know how to do that. And uh, and I walked through that. And uh, a few years later, dad, or about a year later, dad didn't want to live in that house where mom passed, you know, and we yeah, made a deal. And it's basically upstairs. There's basically an apartment up there. Yeah. I helped build that when I was in high yeah. school. We cut the roof off and lifted the roof. So he's got his own room up there, basically a complete it. apartment up there. Yeah. And, uh, of course, he got run of the house, too. And yeah. uh, and I just, you know, it's it's kind of like living amends, you know. I mean, it's I get to pay my dad back. You know, yeah. he don't have to live and be lonely or be in some apartment someplace yeah. or uh, new stuff. We, I love my dad's death too. Yeah, my dad played a big role in my life, as my brothers and my sisters, mom, I So I mean, we wouldn't be. Uh, I don't tell them what I would do without that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Today I owe it to him to to pay it back to be be the man I'm supposed to be, and and not that man I was for so long. Yeah. I don't the nights, the sleepless nights that I caused him, and. Uh, the worrying about me and uh, another one of the, I don't know if there may be a top ten lies alcoholic tell themselves like it won't happen to me. No, yeah. uh, I ain't hurting nobody but myself. Uh, no, you know, it's, no, a, there's no, like a top ten that lies. Might, that might, might be number one. It like might be that. number one. It may be. Yeah. And uh, I, I lost my wallet. That was my thing. <laughs> I used to tell my mom that all the time. I lost my wallet. Can money. You, I lost my wallet. Yeah, can you loan me on it? I lost my wallet. Well, I would take some out of his wallet and help him look for it. But that, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Yep, that's uh, one of the other film. jokes that, I, that uh, steal your friend's drugs and help him look for it. Mm. Uh, I did that with my mom. That's how I first started down the pain pill path. She had them all the time, man, and I started stealing them from her, and she would call me up and ask me, like, you know, I'm, my pills are missing. You got any idea what happened to them? You know, and, uh, oh, you know, I'd be throwing other people under the bus, you know, yeah. who's been around? Maybe it was them, you yeah. know, and, uh, yep, stole her drugs yeah. and helped her look for them. Yeah. You tell one lie, you got to tell a thousand more, man. Yeah. So much easier today, man. So much easier. Well, we went a little over two hours, and I feel like we're running out of gas a little bit. I, what I do like to do is offer my guest an uh, opportunity to have any closing thoughts or any uh, anything in particular that you yeah. want to say or uh, thank well number one thank you for having me out Dan uh, I've enjoyed it we may have got off on the wrong foot but you done the right thing in the end well, in the beginning like you never done nothing wrong you know Thank you. I want you to feel like you did. You understand. I do. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot. I mean, it ain't like nobody's mad at you. Like, like I said, I hope you publish it again. And I really appreciate you having him on her and having me on her. And I volunteer for this thing. I don't talk a lot. And people going to be like, what? I... I Tom, you got to be kidding somebody else. It's, you got the wrong I'm, I'm, dude. I'm telling you, yeah. And I'm, 
I, I like what you have going on, man, and I, I hope you stick to it and uh, don't take Mike for granted, man. Those are some heavy words. Um, I, I, I always said it, but now it means a lot more than it used to. I mean, I've been hearing hell today gone tomorrow my whole life. I mean, lost very close fans, but until you love, I mean, until you lose, like, you blood flow, those literally your best fan growing up, and until we, you know, hit recovery, I mean, I like way think AA tore us apart. But that's my, this me wanting to be mad at somebody. I mean, they really saved their lives. I mean, I want to be who I am, and he want to be who he is. Who he was. I mean, I mean, me and him didn't have nothing. Nothing until we got sober. I mean, I had my own place today. You know, got two vehicles, two companies, a wife. She's a paralegal, got a 12-year-old, uh, 12-year-old daughter. I mean, we've gone vacations. We're about to go to Universal Studios. And uh, we're about to plan a vacation with me, her, the wife, and the the real dad. <laughs> That's the type of things I'm trying to do. Like, I brought that up. I mean, I brought that up when we first got together because I want to be that that t- TV family. Like at my house, we sit down and eat together. We pray together. Be a bringer of harmony rather than confusion. Yeah. It's like we had, we had a big conversation last night because I'm hard to deal with. And right now, anyway, like very hard to deal with. and. I, I caught a group meeting, and I said, from here on out, we are not holding in groceries. If we have, have have a problem, you fill the way, we got to bring it to the table and talk about it. So if you got problems, don't hold that in and let it linger, because that problem would turn into a mountain. And bash that happens. I mean, one, one long move can end it, literally. I mean, I ain't got nothing profound to say. I'm just feeling grateful to be on her. I, I don't know, in a weird way, I kind of feel like I'm doing it for my brother, to be honest with mm. you. Well, you impacted a lot of people's lives, that's for sure. And, uh, and you know, and this, this will too, even though not in the way we would want it to, it still is uh, impacting. And uh, you always you never know what. You know, it's questions beyond us. I give up uh, trying to figure out why the world does what it does. But you're proof that uh, we do recover, man. Come from yeah, we do. a hell of a spot to where you're at today. And uh, that's my main message is to carry that here is that uh, it can happen for, for you two out there listening when you think you're at the end of what can, you know, your life is over. And, uh, you don't know where to go. Anybody. Uh, everybody. Everybody. Yeah. So I always say two things when I close up this podcast. One of them comes from Happy. 
because one night, remember, we was kind of talking about that tough love one night that he was at his wits ends with me and uh, and I'm doing dancing and and got my shield up and mm-hmm. and uh, he he he, I, I, the my perception I could be wrong was that he pointed his finger in my face and he said, Dan, the thing is, you must participate in your own recovery. Yeah. And I didn't know what that meant. That was, that was four years before my, three years before my current sobriety date. Uh-huh. Uh, I had some more trouble and had had some more stuff I had to go through. But uh, one of, that's how I close up with that. And uh, another thing's off of an email I get and it says, if you're not having a blast in your recovery, it's your own damn fault. I and, like that I like that And the other one is, is I want to just thank everybody for allowing Tommy and I to participate in our recoveries in this manner tonight. Me, me too. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I really appreciate that. I know I have a blast in recovery. Me too, man. I really do. Peace out.